JM and the AM Monday. Here we go, everybody. Our Pesach Products program is all set. We're going to Facebook Live. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. My thanks to Yoni Pollock for coordinating all of that. My thanks to Yonina Siegel. She's looking at your uh, comments on the NSN app. If you're in the comment section of the NSN app, you could certainly go ahead and post your question there. Plus, she's looking at the comments on Facebook Live. So if you're on Facebook Live, feel free to uh, comment there with your questions for our panel. And, of course, there is a traditional way to uh, get through. Well, the more modern traditional way is Nahum at NahumSiegel.com. Nahum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NahumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. And, of course, the most of the modern ways would be the um, – most of the uh, of the traditional ways would be the uh, phone number at 212-529-4620, 212-529-4620. Let's introduce our panel, rabbinic coordinator at the Orthodox Union, OU Kosher, uh, the gentleman who uh, took over many, many years ago from the helm of Rabbi Mordechai Grumberg, who created this lofty position and um, the one of uh, this position of great prominence in our community, one that follows him around all year long. People are discussing the Pesach Products program with him. Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, who is the spiritual leader of the Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills in Queens, New York. Rabbi Schoenfeld, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. As always, and the, the great uh, exalted Rabbi uh, Mati Grunberg is in the air to, from China right now. He's flying speak. at this moment. He said if he can call from the plane, he will. Yes. I'd, like he does every <laughs> single year. <laughs> Knowing him, he will. Yeah. Rabbi Ellie Gersten is here, introduced to us years ago as the help me out here, Rabbi Schoenfeld, as the as the recorder of PSAC, of rabbinic decisions at the Orthodox Union, would that be the right way of saying it? I would say so. Rabbi Gersten, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. It's great pleasure to be here. Great to have you here, uh, Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum. There are no greater experts when it comes to medications, both over the counter and prescription medicines. When it comes to chametz and non chametz items, they are here from J Drugs on Avenue J in Brooklyn, New York. First of all. Good morning to both of you, and thank you for being here. Good morning. Thank you very much for having us on the air. And Larry, if you would, please uh, let us know all the locations where you and your staff can be found. Okay. We have J Drugs on uh, Avenue J and East 12th Street, 1205 Avenue J. We have J Drugs 2 on uh, the corner of East 34th Street and Avenue N on the curve over there. And we have Kings Bay Chemist on the corner of W and Nostrand Avenue. All right. Those three places you'll find staff that can answer all your questions. And, of course, today is a golden opportunity to ask your questions about medications as we get closer and closer to Pesach 5778. Friday night, Rabbi Schoenfeld, Friday night is when it all begins, when the holiday kicks in, when all of a sudden there's no more leavened bread, only that delicious flat matzah. Which I'm told, by the way, this year is uh, much, much less expensive than usual. Is that true? That the hand matzah is much less expensive much, this year? It goes down every year. With, down. with demand, it goes down. It, it, it's amazing how it goes down. The competition just brings those prices down, huh? Yeah, that's right. Just like the turkeys and Thanksgiving. I am, I am in a kosher store this past Friday. Good morning, Jay Booksbaum. Number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. If you don't mind sharing that microphone with Ray Gersten, I appreciate that. And good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning. We have a couple of big surprises coming up with Jay Later on, later on this show, um, so I'm in a kosher store this past um, this past Friday, as most you know, as most Jews who are staying home were, and, and, and I'm watching I'm watching someone take a massive box, a massive empty box, and then filling it with these two pound boxes of hand shmurah matzah. And I wanted to walk up to him and I say and, and say, do you realize 
how much that's going to be when you get to the register. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of dollars. But Sticker shock. Big you can time. say yep. that again. But anyway, that's, isn't that one of the things that the holiday is all about? Spending money. Spending right. money trying to make it through. Anyway, we have a lot of questions this year. A lot of stuff has already arrived via email, as you can imagine. I say we get right into things and start talking about uh, some of the uh, items. I, um, I don't know if you know the proofreader at the OU. Are you, are you familiar with the person who's in charge of proofreading the OU Koshal Pesach booklet? Uh, somebody I, I, I found out myself because I proofread it. So I, you know, you, just, just going through it. I, I, so you saw what I saw. The the ME's missing. Oh no, I'm not even oh. talking about that. Uh, please be aware. And by the way, I'm not. I'm really not making fun of the proofreader. But what I am is doing. What I am doing is calling attention so that everybody in the New York area understands what's going on. It's obvious that when it comes to the time chart, that someone switched columns when it comes to um, when it comes to candle lighting for Seder night. Uh, I call your attention to page number. I guess this would be page number five. Page five. The halachic times for Passover. And we see that you have to eat your chametz by 10.30 in the New York area. You have to burn your chametz by 11.45 in the New York area. But candlelighting in the New York area on the first night of Pesach is not 7.06 because sunset that night is 7.19. So Rabbi Schoenfeld, you and I will now proclaim that, in fact, the candlelighting that's in the next column was likely meant for the first column. And candlelighting will be either 7 or 7.01 in the New York area this coming Friday night. Right? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, again, when, when, I'm not sure what you're saying. On the what first the, night of Pesach, it's, sunset is 719 in the New York area, which would mean that candlelight should is be either 7 or 701. So I yeah. assume that those two columns got switched. Yeah. Because the right. next night, or rather the seventh night of Pesach, which is a week later, it would make sense that 706 is candlelighting time. Just one of those little quirks for those of us who pay very careful attention to the world's number one uh, Passover publication. You are good. Are you kidding me? We make sure to check it out and make sure it's accurate. Now, Rabbi Schoenfeld, if in fact 719 is sunset, can someone begin the Seder this coming Friday night as early as 805, 810? Can they go ahead and say Kiddush already at around that time? 719 is sunset. Depends how long you wait for it says. Right. Um, So whatever they declare... In their custom would be three stars. That would be the right time to say Kiddush. That's correct. Right. And, uh, and there's nothing wrong, you would say, with uh, reciting Mariv early and then, and, then, and then jumping on the first time. And if, you, if you're concerned that the kids are going to be you know, sleeping later on, etc., one may go ahead and really aim to start the Kaddish portion of the Seder. The main thing is Kiddush. Kiddush right. has to be at this month. Right. Correct. Yeah. All right. So thank right. you for clearing that up. We say uh, Hal in our shul of Pesach, so that's us. Hey, so do we. Do you really? Yes. Wow. We have we have a variety of what I would call Hasidish minyanim, uh, Hasidish minhagim. That is a Hasidic minig, right? It is a Hasidish minig, even though the Gros says to do so. So I'm not. I don't know why it broke to being down to being. A that might minig. be why we do it uh-huh. in my family, because uh-huh. I'm tenth generation from the Gros, you know. Of course. So uh, maybe that's why we do it. Do a lot of things like the Gros. I, I'd go through the whole list right now, but we have a Pesach show to do. If you know what I mean. Someone wants to know if Delsum is Koshal of Pesach. What do the Burnbaum say? Delsum would be all right. New bottle, I guess, right? For those of us who chug it on a regular basis, <laughs> you'd need a new bottle. Crystal Light, is it Koshal of Pesach? Anybody ever hear of Crystal Light is Koshal of Pesach? Rabbi Gersten is shaking his head as if, keep that Crystal Light away from your home on Pesach. I think crystal, crystal Light is not under the OU or any of the major Hashkochas. I'll tell you why people are asking that question, because it seems... 
that there are limited varieties of iced tea and diet iced tea that are available for Pesach. Well, if it if it's not mentioned anywhere as being kosher for Pesach, you do have to be concerned about the kidneys issue, All right. especially when it comes to, to diet, right. diet sugars. Should I uh, should I bring up the kidney situation with Rabbi Gersten right now? Sure. Uh, after I, after I just did what I did to the OU regarding the candle lighting time, should I bring up the kidneys issue? If you go to the OUKosher.org website, it has a list of kidney oat. Peanuts is not on the list. Shouldn't it be? <clears throat> well, peanuts is always a question uh, whether it's kidney oat or not. Um, there's a famous uh, chuva from Ramosha Feinstein regarding peanuts, where she says that really it's not kidney oats, but there are different minhagim about it, and therefore each person should follow the family minig when it comes to peanuts. So we don't have across the board declaration of the only peanuts on Pesach? Nope. No. In no. Israel, you can get peanut butter. Huh? Certified peanut butter for Ashkenazim, yeah. Who would think at this age I could learn something new? I was told that a very prominent rabbi in the Orthodox community this past Shabbos declared from the pulpit that string beans are not kidney oat. True or not, according to Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld. Is it true that he declared it? No, is it uh-huh. true that it's really not kidney oat? Well, again, um, there are different opinions about string beans. I think it's more accepted that it is, but you know, there, again, there are minhagim that it isn't. Because it's really the string bean you eat by, you know, as an entire piece, not the beans inside of it. So therefore, there's room to say that maybe it shouldn't be kidneys. But I think most people have the meaning that it is. Hmm. I've gotten asked this question a lot this year. I guess probably because of this rav. Prominent rabbi. Yeah. A prominent rabbi has gone ahead and made an issue of it. Kept you on your toes like we do over here. <laughs> um, this person wants to know about Listerine mouthwash. Can you use it on Pesach? Uh, yes, you can. Is there any mouthwash that you wouldn't recommend? Like, is every is, is every mouthwash basically a new bottle? Okay, we assuming that. Rabbi Larry, somebody? Pre- pretty much. But yeah. you know, if you want to be sure, you have Adwe makes a uh, mouthwash and have several different flavors, and it's proved improved its quality over the years. So it's not a bad product to and have. And that's a real kosher pesach product. And a real kosher pesach. Product. Then you have uh, Scope is, is is recommended by Rabbi Bess's book. Should be all right. Mm. Chia seeds, are they kosher pesach or not? I think I saw that on the, uh, oh, I did not see it on the, um, the kidney yeah, list, right? No, the OU does allow uh, chia seeds, but it has to have special kosher pesach because there could be other grains mixed in. It has to have special uh, certification. Listener Lisa wants to know if there is a shortage of kosher pesach gum this year. Have you heard about this? No? You haven't, you haven't come across that? You don't associate with a lot of gum people, huh, Rabbi Gersten? <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, that somebody has noticed that there's less kosher pesach gum than usual, at least in their community? Generic Advil or Tylenol? Um, what brands are kosher pesach? I guess they want to know, you know, stuff that's not actually Advil or Tylenol, but are, I guess, <coughs> knockoffs or generics of that product. Larry, Ronnie, anything you'd recommend in that area? One moment. While you're looking at that, let me ask the rabbis, if someone's uh, allergic to grapes, what should they use at the Seder and for Kiddush? What do people use for Kiddush when they they can't have grape juice or wine? In other words, they can't have any form yeah. of grapes uh, or wine? I mean, for, certainly speak to your local rabbi. That's number one. But what would you generally answer about the that? Allah is, and I'm sitting next to Rabbi Gersten, who will either agree, <laughs> as I'm sure he will. Rabbi Gersten has a custom. He either agrees or disagrees <laughs> with you. It's one of the two, usually. But... Uh, <laughs> There's a halach of Hamar Medina, as it applies to uh, Pesach, it applies to throughout the year, really. Anything that's considered a socially, uh, socially acceptable drink, um, even perhaps Coca-Cola. Right. Uh, you can Which, actually by the way, is an OUP product. 
which is an OUP product. That's right. That's right. And uh, large displays in the stores. That's correct. <laughs> and well, that's that's a whole other discussion about the the, the diet uh, cokes. But okay. But anyway, but if it's uh, if it's a, if it's hamarmadine or something that's a socially acceptable drink, usually people use tea or coffee. Or tea right. or coffee, right? So there are answers. Speak to your rabbi. There are answers. Yeah. If you, uh, um, caraphate suspension medication, are you allowed to use it on Pesach? Uh, listener Sherwin asks. Yes, you may. And as far as the ibuprofen, I see Major, Anil, a couple of generic companies are uh, good. Um, Preferred Plus uh, uh, ibuprofen has been checked at and is good. So uh, there are, and you could always use the brand. Those are all in the book as being fine. And if you call uh, J Drugs on Avenue J, they'll be more than happy to answer the question personally as well. Listener Musician wants to know, oh, I, sorry about that, something else here. Listener The Lighthouse wants to know, can Octavia products be used? Compares it to Metafast. Anybody know about that one? Metafast, Octavia? The, I've I, never heard of these. I need your help on this. You, you probably have to really research that. I mean, once you get into to the diet, uh, right? Diet foods, supplements and all that. It could be anything in there, from from kidneys to hummus gummer. You, you really got to You got to have somebody who's willing to really check it out. For oh you. my gosh! Some of our app commenters are really uh, right up my alley, Larry. Uh, one's asking about probiotic, Florester probiotics. This is great. We got the uh, Metafest. We got the probiotics. Got a lot of healthy people out there asking questions today. What do you got on that one? Uh, have you ever heard of Florester probiotic? Would that be all right? Uh, of course, we've heard of it, but uh, give me one second. I don't think a lot of those probiotics are kosher lapis, if I remember from uh, past years. I think they have. Uh, I think they have some problem with them. I don't remember. Oh, that's the lactate you're thinking of. Uh, oh yeah, maybe it's the lactate. Probiotics so. are a different, different type of. Product. You're right. Leave it to the expert. You're right. Someone asks on the app, uh, what are the guidelines for cleaning the car for Pesach? So I saw somebody on Facebook yesterday write that if you spend 20 minutes vacuuming the car, you're Yotze. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't have to go beyond. Not in the average not Yeshiva in the car. Not in the Schoenfeld home, though. I did something even better. I got a new car. Oh, so, yeah. that's the way to do it. You handed in the old car. Huh? That's right. I actually know somebody who just rents a car for the week. Really smart guy. You know, for a hundred bucks. And the old money burns. That's very good. <laughs> Is that worth not just going to a bunch of kids and having them vacuum out the car? I don't know. That sounds a little... Uh... How does he know the rented car doesn't have something... Uh, yeah, that's right, Jay. I mean, <laughs> someone told me he went yesterday to Edison High School, which is in, in Briarwood in Queens, for $20. Uh, it's a public school, but for $20, they were able to arrange that the kids clean the entire car from top to bottom. Comments it's free guaranteed. Guaranteed. There you go. Those are the guidelines. Find some kids and have them do it. Um, New York to Montreal. These are screen names, and we have to get used to this. It's now 2018, so people don't don't chime in with their regular names anymore. New York to Montreal asks, what's the OU's take on kidney oat as it applies to coriander? Um, I don't know. Green herbs, cumin, automeric, and fennel. Some of these are good questions. Cumin, the, um, the, the OU does not consider it to be kidneys, um, but it, again, it needs special uh, certification. Uh, some of these other ones I've never even heard of, green herb. Well, fennel you've heard of. Fennel. That's a vegetable. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about fennel. I'd have to take a look. I, in fact, I have it. I could, I'll research it in a second. I'll give you an answer. Um, what else do we have here? Someone wants to know, uh, Rabbi Schoenfeld, if you say Shalom Aleichem this Friday night. Uh, very good. Uh, we we our family manager is that we do not. 
Yeah, we, also we do know. not say Shalom Aleichem. We never say Shalom Aleichem if there's ev- any yontif anything associated with Shabbos. That is correct, because the yontif itself right. re- greets us home. I will tell you, my father in his, uh, in his good years, uh, and, and every member of Marshul knows this and anticipates this, because uh, I carry on that minute, and that is to say, as far as Aishas Chayil is concerned, yeah. many say you don't have to, right. but if you know it's good for you, you better. <laughs> I mean, it's Pesach. You better say Aishas Chayil the first night of Pesach. That's for sure. Um, toothpaste recommendations. So, Larry, I guess besides the ad, we most of the toothpastes are, are, are well, actually, there's an entire list, right? Isn't there an entire list of toothpaste that's recommended at this point? Colgate. Right. That's a good one. And there are others as well. Yeah. Uh, Does it matter if it's flavored at all? Oh, flavored toothpaste. No, it doesn't matter. Jay, known to be one of those flavored toothpaste people. I like that. Um... JM from Teaneck wants to know, can you use any kind of almond milk for Pesach since rice milk is not usable? That's actually, uh, it's a great service that the OU did here. They, if you look, if you get the, uh, the directory, uh, you will find right on page 101, a whole list of almond, and, and there's some rice milk in there too, rice milk original, that although have no formal uh, hashkacha by the OU or by anybody else, <clears throat> but in the case of need, uh, they can be used on Pesach. So you check it out, Almond Breeze, on, uh, almond, D- almond Sense, Essential Every Day, etc. Rice Dream Enriched. It's on page 101 in the OU directory. All right. Okay, you, uh, just getting back to the question about the kidneys. Yes. Um, coriander, according to the OU, is not kidneys. Okay, but again, it needs special uh, kosher Pesach certification. Fennel, though, is considered to be kidneys. Hmm. That's important to know. Fennel is kidneys. Um, so keep that in mind. Listener Yaakov wants to know about Sam's Club frozen salmon. We've discussed this year after year. I believe it is acceptable, right? Am I right about that? It's without any hush, without a... Well, tell us, is there a difference? Well, Sam's Club, Sam's Club, Costco, um, if it's... I'm not sure if he's asking a year-round question. I I guess he's asking a Pesach question. Right. Because you do have a year-round question because sometimes, uh, these, these salmons have no hashkach at all. And, um... I, I, or my Kirsten's here again to, to correct me if I'm wrong, but if it's pink salmon, which is unique to the salmon, the coloring is unique to the salmon, you can assume that it's kosher salmon because normally if something's missing its skin, fish is missing its skin, uh, you cannot ex- assume that it's kosher. So that's kosher. I think, I think even, even Pesach, I do think that it is acceptable as long as you don't notice any preservatives uh, in the uh, in the ingredients at all, but Rabbi yeah, Gerstin, you know, you, for the fresh salmon, the only thing that you requires is that it be rinsed off. Sometimes they will put a little bit of a glaze, be a corn uh, syrup glaze on it, and that should be rinsed off. And that's it. If someone, if if we declare that that salmon or any product like that is good all year round, it would be good for Pesach, right? Like there would be no difference, correct? Yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing. It's just fresh salmon, right. so then it's fine for Pesach. Um. Any Seder preparations that are different this year because it's Shabbos? Very important. Uh, you do have, for example, even the making, uh, the preparing of the salt water should be done from before Shabbos. Uh, the grating of the horseradish, uh, whereas the minig of our minig is and the Groz minig was uh, to do some grating of the horseradish when you come home from the uh, from shul before the Seder starts. You, if you're going to do that, you cannot grate it this year on Friday night if you it down to stalks, but you cannot grate it. The haroses also surely should be prepared before Shabbos. And, and the baits, if you're going to roast it, all that naturally has to be before Shabbos. Um, 
Yes, Rabbi. Anything else? No, no, correct, that yeah, covers it. Sure. Um, the first cup has to be has to have more wine in it than usual for a minimum requirement, or Th- not? That's true because too. it's Friday night. Because it's Friday night, Rabbi Ramosha Feinstein's in. We're in his You're in his neighborhood now. His neighborhood. Uh, he he felt that the that the shear for the rabbanon cost is three point two ounces. Right. Arba cost is a rabbanon. However, when it's Friday night, is uh, is as obviously minatara. So the shear is slightly bigger. I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's is it about four ounces? I think I think that's what it is. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Nature made vitamin C and vitamin D. What did the Birnbaum say? Uh, contains kidneys. So they're both kidneys. So speak to your doctor and your local rabbi if it's absolutely necessary. Correct. Yes. Mastering quartz countertop. Is this a type of brand or is this a type of material? A different type of countertop in terms of costuming? I have not heard of it. I don't know about that type. Quartz countertops is, is usually there's two types of quartz. There's quartz that are made. It's a manufactured material from little pieces of quartz. <coughs> basically glue it back together. And they um, there's questions about costuming that for Pesach. And there's another type which is a, a solid. Uh, um, Slab. It's a quarried slab of, of, of quartz, the same way they have with the granite. And those are obviously fine for Pesach, if you want to capture it for Pesach. Listener Aliza in Israel asks, is Tums good for Pesach, and does it apply to all flavors? Any idea if it's different in the U.S. than it is in well, Israel? This year, Tums he lists as having kidneys, which he did what? not do in the past. Yeah. Wait a second. I have the quick pick medicine list. It doesn't say, it doesn't say it has kidneys on it. Interesting. No, if uh, see, Rabbi, in Rabbi Bess's book, he does mention he does mention tums, and he does let you know that it does contain uh, kidneys. Wow, and that would go with all tums varieties. Um, yes, it yes it goes for all the different flavors, but uh, once again, add we to the rescue. They have a uh, chewable um, antacid pill, which isn't too bad, and uh, which is kosher pesach. Well, you should keep in mind that even though it may contain kidneys. Uh, if if your situation is chronic or serious, you, you ask right, your rub, right. but it, it's it's possible that you would be allowed to uh, to use that on Pesa. But wow! Consult with your rub. Well, some people take tums for the calcium benefits right. as a uh, right. food supplement. Could could I ask about vitamin D? The vitamin D is is it inherently chametz? Um, Many people take that, including me. It's not inherently chametz, but um, you know, if you're dealing with a gelatin capsule, you know. It's, Definitely, that's, that's a, okay. That's but an but uh, it, it's not uh, definitely chametz, no. So if I have a prescription vitamin D, 50,000 units is... It's fine, because the Drizdol, which is the brand, is okay. It's, uh, it's not an issue. Someone asks, oh, actually, listener Aliza asks about Carmex Lip Balm. Has anybody heard of Carmex Lip Balm? You sell that over there at J-Drugs? Of course. Do you sell it on Pesach, the question? ba da they come and buy it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're looking that up, so the Birnbaums will have an answer on that in a moment. Hey, Leroy Gersten, listen to this question. Listener Yaakov asks actually a very interesting question because this year, 5778, the Seder is Friday night. He asks, when should have when should one have Su'udachli Sheet this coming Shabbos? Yeah, that's actually a very uh, interesting question because yeah. one does have to eat Shalosh of right. course, and yet... There's a conflict because one isn't supposed to eat a meal late on Erev, Erev Yontif. Right. And first day of Yontif is also Erev of the second day, at least here in, in Chutzlaritz it is. Yeah, so, in, in Israel this is not a problem. Not treat, treat it like a regular Shabbos. Exactly. Right. But here, um, one should preferably be, um, eat the Shalashudis before, uh, three hours before sunset. Wow. Um, so, 
uh, at least should have at least you should start the meal by then, three hours before sunset. So that's really makes for a very short day. Yeah. Um, and if you want to dive in mincha first before you eat shalashudas, it makes it even shorter day. So. So basically, we're gonna have to go on the Shabbos from lunch to mincha to shalashudas. That, that would be the preferable. By the time you turn around, you're sitting down to the second seder. <laughs> Rabbi Schofield, it's amazing how the time just flies by. As far as the Carmex is concerned, yeah. um, they're okay except for the like the flavored ones, um, the Comfort Mixed Berry, Sugar Plum Stick, and uh, Watermelon Stick. So try to use the regular. The regular one that is... Um, the original, know, as we said. Right, it comes in like the little tin. It is America's one and only Jewish <laughs> Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved... NSN app. We are being kept very busy by your questions. It's 2018. They're all coming in by Facebook Live, by our app, and by email, nachumandnachumsegel.com. You do. You have the capability of using a telephone if you want to actually speak to our panel. They're at 212-529-4620, 212-529-4620. Yoni Pollock is doing our Facebook Live, Facebook facebook.com slash Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. If you're watching on Facebook right now, the lady to my left is Yonina Siegel, who is keeping us very busy with these questions coming in through the comments section of Facebook and our app. Or by Schoenfeld is to her left, or by Gersten then. Uh, Jay Booksbaum, the number one uh, kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth. And to round out our panel, closest to the camera, Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum, Jay Drugs, two other locations as well. They're waving to the camera as we speak. You'll see them as is Jay, and um, and they can answer any question, not just today. Larry and Ronnie have made a commitment that all through this week, all the way literally until you uh, burn the chametz on Friday, uh, they're more than willing at all their locations to answer questions regarding medications uh, for Pesach. So any question you have that they have the potential to answer, they will be more than happy to take care of. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Yes, good morning. Senecott with stool softener and Miralax. Yes, both are all right. Both are okay. Thank you so much. Two one two five two nine four six twenty is the phone number. Um, Rabbi Schoenfeld, have you been asked any uh, outrageous questions? What some people might call silly questions this uh, this year, because you know there always seems to be one or two of those. If you know what I mean. And uh, the rule of thumb. That's interesting. You asked that, but the the rule of thumb is that when somebody introduces their question, Rabbi, I have a silly question for you. Right. You're not getting a silly question. And, 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 and most often the questions that are asked are not silly. Hmm. But if they are silly, they didn't come with that introduction. I have a silly question. Right. So, so this, the, the lady comes to me. A lady comes to me after uh, Shul this past Shabbos. Rabbi, I have a silly question. My, t- my husband told me not to ask it. The question was she has a house, uh, let's just say, outside of New York. And, um, and, and she's not there. If the season's done, she's back up in New York. But she did Badika's Hummets as she should when she left her house, it's within 30 days of Pesach, right. and she collected the, the bread, brought it home. She wants to know if she can use that same collected 10 pieces of bread for Badika's Hametz now in her home back I like in Queens. I that question, right? yeah. Right. Now, as to why just get a new piece of bread, lady, <laughs> right. that's, a, that's a discussion. But she felt she, had, she wanted to ask that question. Interesting. <laughs> now, at first blush, and I think this really is the answer. My answer is, why not? You own that Hametz. Right. It's there. It's here now. You're searching for it again. Well, why not? But I, I, I had this thought for a moment that maybe, I thought about it over Shabbos afternoon, although I had to think more about my Shabbos Haggadah drasha, but uh, <laughs> I thought about it, you know, there's a halacha by Esrik, that if an Esrik is an Esrik Shalashayrov, or Avodah Zara Esrik, or Irani Dachas, you know, the, the town that must be destroyed because of corruption, 
and that you have an asterisk from there, that asterisk is possible to use on, 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 on for a lulav arbaminim because it's called kasuse mechdashir. It's, la, it's like it's, since it's omid lisarif, it's got to be burnt. It's already like it's, we consider it halakhically like it is burnt already, so you don't have an asterisk. So thinking maybe since this chametz that she searched for has to be burnt, it's like it, um, right. it already doesn't exist. Right. So, right? But then Very I, good. Uh, yeah, so I could be a But then I rethought. I said, well, no, it's a little bit different because that hummus does not have to be burnt now, and our share it does. Mm. Uh, if I decide to eat that hummus before I burn it, I make. I make right. a peanut butter sandwich. Right. So I, I think at the end, really, she could recycle. Um, it's, it is an interesting question, though. You say, Rabbi, I have a silly question. Very few of them are really silly. And call a couple to this question. It kept me thinking. I, I asked a few rabbanim. Uh, and uh, I, if you don't mind, one of one uh, young Talmud Chacham in yeshiva in the afternoon, I asked, him, I ran this by him, and he said, yeah, I also agree that that she could use. He said, there's only one silly question that was ever asked. He tells me that was by me, by himself. He said, when I was got married, so I married a yeki, right? right? So she, they wait three hours, right. but I wait six. He tells me. Right. So I, at the chasan, I found out my my wife, my call at the time, she broke her fast that day. She couldn't fast, so she ate something flashix. And I asked my rabbi, who's Masada Kedushin, can she, well, now that she, I'm getting married, can oh, she wait? That's a good question. <laughs> she, is she living, can she wait the three hours or she have to adopt my six hours? She's not flashing. After the wedding, she's still, she's still flashing. Can't have a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, uh, was this a milkshake's wedding? <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to share. I guess she wanted her cup of coffee exactly. in the Ethan room. I don't know. So, um, that's great. so he said, that was an Arash Shaila. I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, and this is now really a silly question, but now you're going to say it's not. Uh, can one, because you know what a lot of people do, a lot of people save up the dough from their challah, and they take challah all year, and they'll burn it with the chametz. Are, yeah. are you familiar with that? Oh, their dough, their dough, yeah. The dough from the challah, and they'll burn oh, it with the challah. Oh, the challah, I see, yeah. Meaning when they're baking challah, they'll take the raw dough. and then, yeah. So I wonder if you could use that dough for to put out 10 pieces of raw dough for, uh, for a, yeah. after all, it is chametz, so why not, yeah, right? That's actually a very interesting question, because on the one hand, it doesn't belong to you, you <gasps> have to give it to the Kohen. Ah. It could be that you wouldn't be... Right, you have no permission to actually use it, or or you wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be a violation of Bali Ra even if you held it on Pesach. Right, it's not yours. It belongs to the Kohen. But how about if you're a Kohen? <laughs> and what if you're a Kohen? Great question. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Boy, we've really we've really upgraded over the years. And you thought we? it was a silly Shiloh. Right? I thought it was a silly question. Is right. Two one two five two nine four six twenty. A stack of questions that are coming up. Um, what about the microwave? Someone wants to know how. To uh, kosher a microwave oven, or by Gersten, this is not a complicated matter, correct? Uh, well, I don't know if it's not complicated, but we do have in the uh, OU mag- in the OU guide to Passover. Um, there's directions on how to kosher the microwave. Um, the, the the few complications is, are that one one of them is that there's a, pl- a glass plate that usually people have in their right. microwave, and uh, the minigalis for Ashkenazim is that we don't kosher glass. So therefore, the plate should either be replaced or it should be covered, um, maybe a few layers of, of saran wrap or something around it so that, you know, to, shouldn't, um, you know, even if you're not going to really be cashering it, at least it shouldn't affect the rest of the microwave. Okay. Um, there's a question, people ask, what about the glass door mm-hmm. in the microwave? You know, it's also glass. Um, so some will put a, a piece of cardboard in front of the glass door. Um, maybe that's a little bit of a chumrah. Um, because nothing really touches there against it, but still, you know, it's Pesach, and people are uh, want to be extra careful. So people, some people put a, you know, you won't be able to see your food cooking. Which, you know, it's, people like to see that in the window there, but they would cover it over the glass door with a uh, with a piece of cardboard. 
Um, as for the rest of it, you should be obviously cleaned out very well. You should wait your 24 hours before you kasher like you always do. And then we, we kasher it by boiling cups of water inside the microwave. So you do it for a long time, about 10 minutes, make sure it gets full of steam, and um, that's basically the way we cash the microwave. All right, there you have it. Two one two. Oh, sorry about that. Yesterday, I went to Brooklyn, New York, where they have a service where you can uh, uh, literally take your silver kiddish cups, for instance, other items as well, and you can uh, put them in boiling water, and that makes it usable for Pesach. Uh, then I was made aware this morning that a prominent Orthodox rabbi declared from the pulpit this past Shabbos that one does not have to do that to use their Kiddush cup on Pesach. What do you think? What are these prominent Orthodox <laughs> rabbis that you're picking we, up? We have an array of prominent <laughs> Orthodox rabbis that we listen to. What can I tell you? Uh, I'm glad. Okay. I thought it was a little... I thought I, I was... and Frankly, I was in disbelief because that's sitting with chametz all year round on the Shabbos. Even if you're not drinking... There's no chametz in it, but still, I mean, you, you know. You can make the halachic argument it doesn't have to be because there's no real chametz that goes into it, even right. though maybe Just snaps, wash it well. But, you, well, but well, you know, you can make all that argument. It's this Pesach. I always I, tell the, 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 the women in the kashir, it's Pesach. Sometimes we just do go overboard. Right. Just this past Shabbos, I had my, my kiddush cup on the on my table next to me, and one of my children was uh, was uh, taking cholent from the pot, and they dripped it right into my cup. Hot you know, you These go. things happen all the time. Right. Right there, you go. Obviously, nice this rabbi. obviously this rabbi. The, Here's a real prominent author. Correct. Rabbi. Obviously, the rabbi I was quoting does not have kids who play around with the children. Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Um, good morning. Um, I wanted to know about the hand sanitizers. They, the Purell says good ethyl question. alcohol, so I'm assuming it's chametz, but I just wanted to check. Good question. A lot of people using this stuff these days. Yeah, um, I mean. It's in the book. Yeah, I think it's being okay. Yeah, we uh, in far as far as the OU position is uh, ethyl alcohol and these hand sanitizers. We don't really have an issue with it. Uh, ethyl alcohol um, is in the in the U.S. at least the overwhelming majority of it is made from corn. It's not from it's not from wheat, and it's denatured. They don't use uh, edible alcohol in these products, anyways. So we consider it to be uh, what we call nifsel uh, mechilas. You know, it's it's not it's not edible. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the, uh, oh, I don't know, halfway point or whatever you want to call it here at the Pesach Products Program. It is time to uh, reintroduce our kosher wine sommelier, Mr. Jay Buxbaum, who is the most well-known wine expert in the kosher world. He has with him today, and if you're watching on uh, Facebook Live, you see it. He has with him today a very <laughs> prominent bottle from our friends at Psagot. We wanted to give you an opportunity not only to tell us about this bottle of wine and to share it with everybody. Oh, by the way, Jay, here's a corkscrew if you know how to use it. Do you know how to use a corkscrew? I, open this thing up? On occasion. You've done it once or twice? Um, aside from opening it up and offering it to the Birnbaums and the rabbis early in the morning here, a little, a little bit of the pre-first cup of wine, I thought we'd say a word, Jay, about buying Israeli wines in general. You know, during tough times, during difficult times, Rabbi Schoenfeld knows this being a community leader, and a rabbi of a large congregation during tough times, it's not difficult to motivate people to buy Israel and to con- include Israel, both thoughts and words and items on the Seder table. But when things are relatively good, when things are, you know, pretty peaceful, thank God, uh, that then it is more difficult to motivate people. And I thought Jay would give us a nice reminder about how many Israeli wines there are out there and how we could purchase them and include them in our Seder. There's probably close to 300 wow. Israeli wines. It's interesting that this particular wine comes from the same place 
in the same area that Avram Avinu first used wine in Nesicha for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so it'd be a nice thing to, you know, to recall that, that you say it, certainly. Right. And everything, any wine that comes from Eretz Yisrael has some Kedushas, you know, some Kedushas from the land. So, uh, of course, you have to be careful, and this is really important. There's two things to be important, to be very careful about when it comes to Israeli wines, as far as uh, any, any kashras, or pe- certainly Pesach. One is, is that I know people who have picked up Israeli wines in the, um, on the way home. Duty-free? In duty-free, that are not certified kosher. And they don't realize it because it has all this Hebrew writing on it. Wow. And they're not certified kosher, so you have to be very careful. Good and they even you will use it at they'll even use it at the Seder sometimes and, and you know, later on they'll go, Oh, I had this they'll tell me they had this great wine. They they tell me what it is and I say, Silly. Wow. <laughs> Talking about silly. Yeah. It's not kosher or it's not certified kosher as, as the winery would like to say. It's right. just not acceptable at all. And the other thing is, and this is very, very important right now, this year especially is that 15 was a Shemitah year. Mm. And there are some Shemitah wines that come to this country. Uh, Royal Kedem doesn't bring any in, but there are some that come to this country. I'm not making any judgments or anything like that, but it is generally not acceptable to use a Shemitah wine, and certainly not outside this two, as I understand it, and the rabbis can correct me, there's two levels. One is that you have to be very careful about using Shemitah wine altogether, but certainly it shouldn't be brought outside of Eretz Yisrael. Nice. Two very important points. Wow. Hey, Jay knows it all. No joke. He knows it all, and he's pouring some wine. Drinking, the, drinking wine at uh, a quarter after eight in the well, morning. Hey, you know. After all, it's a Pesach show. Amen. Amen. Uh, Jay, a word about Psagot, because that bottle's sitting in front of you from their winery in Israel. So that's the first thing that I was telling sure. you, is that it comes from the same area where right. Avram Avinu first uh, used wine in the Sicha. And... Um, Wow. It's a good one. <laughs> this is from a single vineyard. And um, again, uh, the, the real big show is important to, to the rest of these people. I'm just kind of like the afterthought, the Nachschlepper. Yeah, because you know? wine has nothing to do with Pesach, Seder. You're <laughs> right. No, I'm waiting for all those questions all. about the light wine and about, yeah. the, you know, we'll if, get I have, to all that. if I have uh, sugar issues and all that stuff. But and, and how does alcohol relate? But if we get to any of those questions, I'll tell you. But. Um, this is a single vineyard, which means that it comes from a specific single vineyard. It's not a blend. It doesn't come from Cabernet. It comes from five different vineyards, so it expresses the uh, terroir, the taste of the place, more directly, and that's what winemakers and wine schmeckers usually like to you know, focus on. Am I tasting the place it comes from? And so this is very specific from a very specific area and quite delicious. And it's just got, I think, a 90-something in one of the publications. And I'll toss in a word. They've been really nice to us, the Psygoat people. So we give them Amazing a big shout-out on this era of Pesach. Yaakov Berg, Eli yeah. Sales. Eli Sales, really good people. Yaakov Oria. Is this the bottle you bring to the Schoenfelds when you visit them over Pesach? Is this the one you uh, traditionally bring I bring them Concord Kahl. That's what you bring? (laughs) (laughs) That's my wine. No, actually, I just sent you some wine last night. Oh, you did? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, but it's for your kids, not for you. <laughs> Jay, Again, you're going to stick not, to the grape juice. Jay, do you give everyone plastic cups also to drink your nice fancy wine with? <laughs> that's my fault. Don't blame Jay. <laughs> Don't blame me. That's, uh, the, that's the network budget. Nothing uh, to do with Jay. Uh, <laughs> you know, good, good wine requires a nice glass. Yeah, 100%. Know 100%. I don't know. Jay says at 8 o'clock in the morning the plastic cups are fine. <laughs> Simple as that. All right, so now the rabbis are going to have some wine so we can get to the real questions and answers after they uh, imbibe a drop. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. 
Hello, you're live. Oh, hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Yes, Nachum Siegel is. Uh, I'd like to ask you something. Um, I'm mistaken. You have my name as a musician. My name is Yaakov. Hey, you know me as Yaakov Arba. I apologize, and Yaakov. Okay. Whoa. Yaakov okay. calling and, me out in front of the entire world. I apologize. It's okay. And, and, and I want to ask you questions. Um, is the medications and. Um, Cereal and the toothpaste, Wow. All right. Those are a lot of... Uh, well, medications, you have to ask specific medications. Cereal, I think there is Koshla Pesach cereal this year. Am I right about that? I believe so. And our Sephardic friends, I would guess, could even eat Rice yeah, Krispies. There's quite no? a bit of uh, Koshla Pesach. You know, the, um, I, I, does Geffen make a lot Geffen, of Geffen, yeah. Glicks, uh, there's a whole bunch of uh, Hadar. What did you do in Williamsburg of- before the uh, before the kosher cereals? What did you do, Jay? <laughs> Matzo with milk and sugar? <laughs> Oh God! Oh God! Right, and Rabbi Gerstin is showing me on page seventy-two in the yeah. directory, the OU's directory, have a whole list of, of cereals that are right there. Wow! So, yeah, it's, it's it's available. While everyone's enjoying their wine, let me point crispy out crispios. Yeah. yeah, the crispios. Let me point out a couple of things in the directory. First of all, if you're aware of it, uh, the Orthodox Union, who are of course a very big part of this show, have announced that on the 29th of April, on the 29th of April, they're going to be at City Field for Torah New York with an extremely Impressive lineup. You can register now, ou.org slash Torah NY, ou.org slash Torah NY. They have sponsorships for $613, and they have, uh, and they have um, early bird registration if you contact them today through the website, ou.org slash Torah NY. Happens at City Field, and that's going to be on the 29th of April. If you go to page 15 of your booklet, they have the chart that you need for the Seder. Even though a prominent rabbi said to me yesterday that for old people like me, a kazayas really is a kazayas. <laughs> and you don't have to have this entire page of matzah. But all right, the young people, the guy told me the young people should be should be adhering to this page. Once you get to a certain age, though, Rabbi Schoenfeld, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm very well aware of it. I, I, beat you, I beat you to that a long time ago. A kazayas is literally a kazayas. Then you move on to um, page number 56. And you could actually have the OU, and I'm holding this up for Facebook Live, you could actually have the OU remind you every night about Sphira Omer. Remember the old days when you actually had to develop a system on your own to remember to count the Omer? Now they'll actually email you, they'll alert you, they'll probably text you. It's amazing what you could do now if you sign up at OU.org slash Sphira, OU.org slash Sphira. Uh, also, our friends at NCSY have announced that they're going to be biking for NCSY. This is page 91 on June the 24th. That's June the 24th. So if you want to be uh, one of the bikers for Bike NCSY, you should sign up ASAP. Again, that's June 24th. You can go to their website at uh, OU. Uh, one second. Where's the website? Oh, no. Bike at NCSY.org. Bike at NCSY.org. A couple of more items I just wanted to point out before we get back to our questions. The NCSY Bencher app is an amazing opportunity. It's page 98, an amazing opportunity for people who are not familiar to uh, to learn the Shabbos Miros and participate at the Shabbos table. So check out the NCSY free Bencher app. And finally, on page 103, the back-to-back Spheris Omer chart. If you don't have a smartphone or email and you want to do it the old traditional method of checking off each day as you go along, you could use the Spheris Omer chart on page 103 and 104 of the OU booklet. That is the Rabbi Schoenfeld pre- uh, preferred method of Sphira Omer. Do you have one of those big Sphira Omer things in your shul? 
That changes every day. No, we don't. You we, don't? We actually have we gotta to, get that we donated. Have to remember it. We gotta get that donated by somebody. Okay. Come on. Uh, Come on, your, you Queens your, people. What's put your it, address? Put it together, <laughs> folks. Come on. How can you leave Robert Schofield without a spherous scoreboard? He needs one desperately. The youngest of Q Garden Hills. Um, so check that out. Also, we want to point out that NCSY is heading to Six Flags, where well, that'll be the next time you could see Rabbi Schoenfeld is on the rides at Six Flags. He traditionally chooses one ride per year that he enjoys. Have you decided yet what it'll be this year? Have you? Uh, uh, merry-go-round. The merry-go-round is the one. <laughs> the swings. You'll see Rabbi Schoenfeld on the swings. Uh, so no, no, it. that's too heavy. That's too, <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. That'll I, be at Six Flags this the year. Carousel. It is amazing how NCSY again is going to be going down with people from all over the place from many different cities and states enjoying a big Jewish get-together at Six Flags Great Adventure. And any information you need, you just contact them. And, of course, no forecast of rain. But never. never. NCSYGreatAdventure.com. NCSY, is it the .com or .org? Just search NCSY Great Adventure. Believe you me, you will find it. NCSY Great Adventure. We're here with our panel. If you're watching on Facebook Live, that's Larry and Ronnie Birnbaum directly in front of the camera. That's Shea Booksbaum, the number one kosher wine sommelier. Rabbi Gersten is here. Rabbi Schoenfeld is here from the OU. <coughs> Yonina Siegel co taking copious notes of all the people that are checking in on the app and on Facebook Live. Uh, on the app, someone asks, uh, listener Simi, is Prozac kosher le Pesach? What do we know about that? Uh, yes, it is. You're certainly going to need it. That's <laughs> You'll need it on Pesach, huh? You get the bills. You know, it's funny. Rabbi Schoenfeld has been a proponent for years of calming down a bit when it comes to the Pesach prayer, but you don't like when people feel they have to, you know, clean every nook and cranny of every book in their house, and, you know, you try to get people to be sensible about it. Yeah, but it doesn't, but it doesn't help. always help. It does right? not help. Uh, listen to I should tell my wife, relax. That's when I get th thrown out of the way. Oh, when you tell your wife <laughs> to calm down with the Pesach prayer. Be like me. Take it easy. You don't see me in a frenzy. You know, you, you know that you do have one very important job before Pesach. And it's done yesterday. It's already done? That's it? Yes. So you've cleaned the fish tank? Cleaned the fish tank. In fact, got a new filter. Look How long did it take you to other. clean that fish tank? About an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. Spent 90 minutes on I Pesach preparation. A, huh? a new filter. That was a trick. Wow. You are a jack of all trades, to say the least. I'm not sure what this listener means, Jay. Help me out. Listener Moshe says, I think the only kosher wine... That is kosher le Pesach is sangria. Is that correct or not? No, no, it's what just is? the opposite. That it's not. The it's only the one opposite, that's not. right. That's correct. And, is is uh, that correct? And I'm so glad he brought it up because, um, you know, it, it, it could be mistaken. Every single wine that we have in the portfolio is kosher for Pesach except the sangria. So we have to be very one. careful. And yeah, then, Jay, do you mind if I ask Jay a question? Sure. Somebody asked me they had a bottle the Joyvin of, sangria and the uh, of Royal, imported by Royal imp, Wine Imports. Right. So at first they did not see the OU. I said, check again. They finally found the OU. But the question that he was asking me, because it says imported by Royal or Kadem or Medic, can we assume automatically that it must have a reliable hashgacha? I would say yes. Yes. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, there is a, a wide range of reliable hashkachas. Right. But yes, we will not import anything unless we believe that it to be reliable. Okay. But there's some people that the OU, you know, they would need a chasidish hashkach on top right. of the OU. Right. So, that, you know, that you have to ask your local rabbi for. But yes, the Royal will not import anything unless it has a reliable It has at least a minimal reliable I don't hashkacha. even want to use the word minimal. It has at least one reliable. It has at least one reliable hashkacha. Wouldn't necessarily be fit for all, as you just pointed out, but it has at least one reliable hashkah. Right? Would that be a good Absolutely. way Absolutely, yes. By the way, in the sangria question, Rabbi Gersten, this person says, listen to this one, if, in fact, 
you do believe what Nachum Siegel just reported, that you may not have to kasher your Kiddush cup for Pesach if you had sangria during the year, would you vada'i have to kasher it? What do you think of that one? Oh, that's good. I, I don't know what's in the sangria that makes it. Oh, kosher. yeah, Jay, is, what it, is, it? is it a kidney issue? So, is it a- so I ask that. I don't have an answer to that. I'm waiting for the answer for that. But it could be it could be that it's kidneyous, but it could also be something that is chametz. Could be. I don't know. On the app, someone asks, are PB8 probiotics kosher Pesach? What did we say about this last year? I know it came up. Was it kidneyous, maybe? Because this is one of the things that I take, Larry, and I think we, uh, I think we said it was kidneyous. I think my entire portfolio got kidneyoted, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> got kidneyoted. <laughs> well, well, the probiotics are considered like a, a uh, supplement rather than an essential medication, unless you, you know, doctor right. requires that you take it. So, again, most of them do have kidneyous that type of thing in it. So right. we, it falls yeah, under ask that your category. Prominent Orthodox rabbi, right? Uh, not about the cup, though. That guy. Yeah, that's the prominent Orthodox rabbi, and uh, I say this to Larry and Ronnie every year. Um, the person I consult with on all my herbal uh, 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 magical medicine, um, when I complain that there's nothing I could do for the entire week because it's Pesach, uh, so they say to me that it's good to give your body a break from that stuff for one week. I said, boy, you're a good salesman. You're a good salesman. <laughs> like, wow. So 51 weeks out of the year. I could take it, but not the uh, not the one week of Pesach. A good salesman will get you to use it during the week. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Why lose the sale? On the app, can a dishwasher be koshered? Is the problem with a dishwasher being koshered the lining of the dishwasher? Yeah, actually, a lot of difficulties in koshering a dishwasher. Um, one of the problems with koshering a dishwasher is that most of the areas are not accessible. You could see them, you know, the, mo- the, the open box of the dishwasher, but right. there's lots of tubing... Um, there are pumps that are moving the product all around. They could be caked in with all types of garbage in there, and there's no way to clean it out. And, you know, of course, chametz on Pesach, even a mashuhu, even one little speck that gets right. stuck in the machine there. So, you know, it, it, we, we say, you know, speak to your uh, prominent Orthodox rabbi about it, but uh, in terms of the OU, uh, we really don't give advice on how to kosher it. We... It's uh, it's one of those things that are just you know too difficult. By the way, uh, on the OU, I'm being serious about this. The OUKosher.org site, they have changed the times. Remember, I pointed out the times they have changed it to the times. So we were right that those times that were printed were incorrect for candlelighting this Friday night. But now they are correct. In the New York area, they are calling official candlelighting time for 7 p.m. this coming Friday night in the New York area. By the way, uh, th- I'll ask Jay about this, but I think we should start with Rabbi Gerson and then get Jay's comments if he has any. It's a very sensitive question. I'm being serious. But a lot of people ask me this question personally, and I'm sure to ask you as rabbis. Uh, at the Seder, those of limited background, let's say it that way, can they pour your non-mavushal wine? What What is the guideline, you would say, in a very sensitive situation of how to handle a seder, and you know how the seder is. People of all backgrounds and of, and of, and of many religions, very very often, are sitting at the table. What what would we say in a sensitive manner to our audience about that? Well, obviously, the preferred uh, is not to have non-mavushal. Have make sure that all the wine at your seder should be mavushal. Should be mavushal right. if you're in that situation. If you're exactly if you're in that type of situation, uh, if a guest brings a uh, a bottle that's not mavushal, um, you know now that's a sensitive issue. You know, so you could have uh, you know just have someone pour it. Uh, discreetly, you know, have have one of the uh, you know, some of the some of the family members who are Shomer Shabbos have them pour all the wine. Right. Um, there's actually a question about giving non-mavushal wine to somebody who 
uh, is not Shomer Shabbos, is that, a, is that itself an issue? Because when they drink from the wine, you know, that, might, that itself might invalidate the wine. And now is that considered I gave them something to drink? That right, wasn't, that's now invalid. That's right. not invalid. Uh, the post can uh, discuss this, post, and they, they're, they're lenient. They say that it is, it is okay. Uh, that which we say that you, it's just we shouldn't drink the wine, but the person themselves, the one who's not Shemesh Shabbos himself, they can drink wine, right. even if it's not Mavushal. So as long as you pour it for them, um, then, you know, so just keep an eye on it. You should, you know, I, I would say recommend, you know, try to use up that bottle for the right. first first cup. Give it out to everybody. And then before you know, I turn to Jay, I, I would say sort of what you just said, which is handle it with with extreme not caution, but with extreme by paying careful attention. Pay careful attention to the situation. That's the way to do it. Jay, what do you want to say about it's, this? It's a really fun thing that I do. If that happens, yeah. what I do is I, t- I turn to the crowd, both the religious and non, and I tell them, you know, tonight we are like kings. We're, we're people of freedom. And so we have somebody, have a sommelier just for us to right. serve. the. And then I ask one of my sons to be the sommelier for the evening. And they know that they're And they know not- exactly what they're doing and why. And, Smart. And everybody thinks, whoa, that's really cool. <laughs> you know, especially the non-religious people, you know. <coughs> you know, it's all about attitude and the way you present things. At 5 a.m. this morning, a gentleman stops me on the street who knows that I am an Orthodox Jew. And he says to me, um, let me ask you a question. Are you allowed to bury somebody who dies on Friday on Saturday? I said, generally, you don't do that. He goes, ah, I'm so angry at my sister. This is what he says to me. I'm so angry at my sister. A relative of hers, meaning from her you know, extended family, passed away. And they passed away on Friday. And they had the funeral Saturday. And I told them that if you're going to follow the tradition of our of our Jewish law, you have to do it on Sunday. So you think I should reprimand them? You think I should call her and let her know that she really, that she really violated Jewish law? I said, I have a better idea for you. How about you call her? Don't say anything about the fact that it was Saturday and tell her how much you admire the fact that she adhered to the, to the edict that we have that we should bury somebody right away. Tell her that you were impressed by that. And don't mention the fact that it happened to be on Saturday. Maybe it'll be call, call for a more peaceful situation. Rabbi Schoenfeld, are you happy with the way I handled that? You better be careful. I have to be, have to be sensitive uh, to you now. <laughs> <laughs> now you can tell me if I blew it. Trust me, you can tell me. Well, I just wonder I just if she's want buried to... in, a, in a Jewish cemetery. Yeah, I believe she Jewish is. But I, I, not be open in I just felt there was no reason to yeah. start a whole family. Well, I guess now that it. it has been done, right? It's done already. Right. And on the other hand, you don't want to encourage them in the future, right. to do this again. But I've already but, told him that yeah. that in general, I in the guess future it was should. since it's been done already. Save then, your reprimand for when, God forbid, the next relative passes away. Right. Correct. That's when you. Should. I guess you did the best thing. Well, thank you very much, Rabbi. Thank you very, very much. But like I said about Jay's comment, that has to be handled in a very all these things in a very sensitive manner. Um, well, after all these years, someone asks, "What is kidney oat?" Is there any, we do this once in a while, each uh, you know, every few years? Is there a way to simply tell people what kidney oat is about and why there's a restriction in the Ashkenazi community? Well, there, there are various definitions for how we include things into kidney oats. Um, one of the definitions are, are other grains that resemble the five uh, species that can become. Chametz. Right. So, of course, there's only five, the wheat, the barley, the rye, the oats, the spelt. Those are the five that come chametz. But then there's so many other seeds and grains that look similar, uh, rice and you know corn and everything else. They, they have some resemblance to it, and we therefore um, we keep away from those as well. Uh, another definition is things that are, uh, uh, they grow in, in, in pods. 
which, which seems to be a little bit of a, uh, you know, but, but the, in fact, the, the only uh, example like that... peas, the, right? Like peas. Okay, mustard is the only example that, is, that the Ramah in Shulchan Aruch brings of something that's kidneyous. And we don't think of mustard as being, why would mustard be kidneyous? But mustard grows in pods, and therefore um, that is the, in a way, the definition of what, what is kidneyous. Uh, if it's made into flour, it's made into uh, cakes and, and cookies, things like that. Uh, you know, so rice obviously fits into the corn flour, corn rice, uh, um, sorry, r- uh, rice flour. Uh, these things are obviously uh, also included as, as kidneys. So there becomes, it's very broad as to what could be included in this category. And ultimately, it really comes down to minhagim, the customs. What is the custom? Um, you know, so, you know, things, again, from ranging from, you know, mustard on the, on the one hand, we, we consider it to, you know, TBS be kidneys, and yet potatoes, on the other hand, which we make into potato flour and we, we eat our whole Pesach, you know, looks exactly like cakes. And that is not chametz. Kidneys. I'm sorry, it is not kidneys. Uh, because, it, again, it comes down to the minhagim, and the minhag was that we, we eat potatoes. Right. Because if we would have asked potatoes, we would have starved for seven or eight days. <laughs> that is generally the accepted rule. Oh, boy. You want to hear some of my other cynicism uh, regarding our tradition? I have a good one. I came up with it this Shabbos. Really? But it's a really bad one. It's really bad. But you have, it's a good but, one, but it's a bad but one. But tolerated, right? because it, it, it's a chutzpahdik one, but tolerated. Okay, we'll go for it. My children asked me, why is there a custom to um, to read one of the Nisim each day of the first days of the month of Nisan? There is a custom. You take out the Torah. Right. Did I do that in Young Israel Kugarnos? No, we just no. skipped Tachlan. Well, exactly. So it has something to do with my answer. So where did this minute come from? So I said, it's very simple. When the rabbis saw that Tachlan has been eliminated for uh, Nisan, they said, we can't let everybody get out early. we got to figure out a way to, to occupy these five minutes. And they came over there to see him. Rabbi Schoenfeld, any, uh, any validity to my theory? Absolutely. Just, you no, you, you yeah, like it? It's, it's mentioned. The Rambam mentions that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, we have a good time here, don't we, during our pre-Pesach program. Um, is, all, is all Mavushal wine... What is this? Is all Mavushal wine all right? Oh, okay. Okay, good. If if someone of limited background or of a different religion is sitting at your table, is all Mavushal wine okay? Is there anything to be concerned about under those circumstances? No. As okay. long as I mean, as, as long as it has a acceptable hashgacha, then the Mavushal process that it goes through is acceptable and is totally Mavushal and therefore is handleable handleable by anyone. Listener Yitzchak asks a very interesting question, Jay. Which wine would you think is the best to drink on Pesach? I know Jay's answer to this one. Go ahead. <laughs> it's not Black Muscat. Well, <laughs> for me it might be, because you're going to say That's what exactly I'm going to say. It's, it's, it's the wine that you like best. Right. As a matter of fact, this comes into a halachic question, which I defer to the rabbis for, but there is a tradition to use only red wine for Pesach, for, right. for the Kosos. Yet, if you prefer white wine... There are those that say that you should you should drink what the wine that you like is preferred. What like I suggest, what I suggest is that even if you prefer like a great Chardonnay, for example, put a little two drops of red wine in it, and then you have the red color. Right. But I defer to the rabbis to you know to comment I'm further. Sure it says if you prefer, I was also intrigued by that. Uh, it, is, it's, it doesn't really say if it's preferred. It says if it's Meshubach Yosef, if it's a better quality wine. Mm. So I don't know if that really goes by your own preference or by subjectively. 
if it's a better quality wine. But that is true, that if, you, if, if a white wine is better than the red wine, you can use that. As far as adding the red wine, I, I don't know if you sommeliers consider that yeah. sacrilegious. Jay, I don't know. Jay would think it's yeah. a violation of some wine rule out there. I can yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, Robert Gerson, go no, ahead. The, yeah, I mean, the, just in terms of, of, of coloring the wine, that gets into a question. If, if it doesn't affect the taste, you're not doing it for, you're just doing it for color, then there's a question of, of tzovea, of, of uh, dying. Oh, Especially right. Especially this year's a Shabbos. Oh, um, gosh. So uh, either you could put in, I guess, those two drops before Shabbos, or um, sometimes uh, some folks can say if you switch the order, if you put, put in the wine first and then you dilute that wine, the red wine first and you dilute it with white wine, um, that would be a better way to, of, of avoiding the, you know, of dealing with the issue. Boy, oh boy. That's something to consider. I never thought of that. I'm very glad we brought that up. All right. Kudos to the uh, listener and kudos to both Jay and uh, Rabbi uh, Gersten. Avino and other products that contain oatmeal. Collodial oatmeal? I'm not it's, sure what that word is. It's no good. No good? No. Can you put that away and uh, sell it with the hummus? Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hummus. It's oatmeal. This is a very interesting question, Jay. Listener Aliza asks it on the app. And it, it, it may sound like, uh, you know, it, it may sound like a um, silly question. A contradiction, but I don't okay, think it is. Ahead. What's the most hidor? What is the best grape juice for someone who can't drink wine? What's con- is there something considered the most prominent grape juice or the best grape juice? Okay, out so, there? so first of all, the all Kenham grape juice that comes in a 1.5 liter yeah. bottle is not Mavushal. Which makes it a drop better. Which makes it, yeah, because that was, you know, in the base of Migdash, and again, I defer to the Rabbanim here. But in the base of English, they only used, obviously, non-Mavoshal. Right. So that would be more hitter. Interesting. So I would just suggest it doesn't matter what uh, what variety, but it's, as long as it's Concord. <laughs> no, but the red <laughs> the red 1.5 liter Concord is probably the most hitter for great. Because right, I was uh, shopping the other day and saw a friend of mine, and they said, you know what the key to a great Pesach is? And I said, what? Peach grape juice. I said, all right, peach grape juice. If you like peach grape juice, go for it, right? Um, and what about sparkling grape juice? You have those as well, Mr. Booksbaum. Wouldn't the sparkle give a little bit of a, uh, yes, an additional... Yes, uh, It's also, uh, as uh, was mentioned, it's a glass bottle. It's the only... Uh, uh, it's not true. The 22 ounce is also in a glass bottle. Right. But it's it's a 1.5 liter glass bottle with a long neck. That's not Mavushal, according to everybody. All right. How does somebody have a Shalom Zucker this Friday night? Rabbis, what do you say? This is a good problem to have. Oh, in fact, did we hear... Someone had a boy. Who, who did I just tell you had a boy? Someone had a boy in the last day or two. I guess they're going to be having a Shalom Zachar at the Seder. Uh, can you invite people over for a few minutes at some point, have a little I Shalom Zachar? I guess you Zachar? could, but it's going to be uh, uh, Arbus uh, chickpea free and, uh, and beer free. Beer free. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, the question is, when do you really have it? That's a bit of a problem. Yeah, I guess 1 you have to just a f- invite over a few friends at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah. I mean, come on. Once Elio yeah. Novi gets there, it's a party. That's when you start the Shalom Zohar. It is. A, it is. A, it's an interesting situation. I've, I've never been faced or asked that, uh, but I, I would have to just say, amongst your own family, just make a lachaim at some point. In the I Saturday. bless you, Rabbi Schoenfeld, that you have that situation this week. Let there be a congregant who has a boy and has that problem. Well, You're and right. in the middle of the Seder, you have to run out in your kittel and go to the Shalom Zohar. That's, <laughs> That's what I hope for you. Thank you. <laughs> and believe me, if it happens, you'll be thinking if of I me. i got to run out of something quickly. I'd rather be for that than something else. There you go. Right. And the other thing was, I noticed, um, and I don't know if this is true or not, but based on my personal experience, it seems to be true. And I was looking at uh, different um, wedding schedules. It seems a lot of people will not get married this week. Number one, of course, Pesach's coming up. It's a very hard week to get married. 
But also, I guess you'd have to have Shavar Brachas at the Seder, right? Very interesting, Shaila. And my father was faced with that many yeah. years ago. Uh, I would say probably around 40 years ago, where he, um, a fellow did get married. And uh, there was Sheva Brachas. And the question is, what do you do about the, the, the wine for Sheva Brachas right. and, and versus the Arbacosas? Right. And he asked Rav Soloveitchik and, Rav, and then Rav Moshe Feinstein uh, uh, had what to say. Rav Moshe, I think, actually has a chuva on that. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you can double up for one of the Arba. The, the you Arba, make the, the third cup, the, two third cups. Third cup is two cups. It serves as the, uh, the, the, Arba, the right. third of the cup. and it, The benching cup, and, and it also serves as the Sheva Brachos thing. I, I believe that's how they, it comes out. But it, it is a very uh, interesting Charlotte. Not common because people usually right. don't get married, don't that, get married week. that week. Um, maybe that's how Koshal Oyo started. It was actually the Sheva Brachos cup. A, could be. I'm starting a new rumor now. Yes, Jay. What do you do? Are you? Uh, I hear all kinds of uh, different opinions on what to do with the kosher Elio. What do you? Is there anything you're not oh, allowed to do? That's right. Jay and I were discussing this. There are some people who will pour it back into their wine bottle. But am I right or wrong that some people will literally dispose of it and will not use it after that? I don't know. Maybe they consider Elio drank out of it, so it's 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 a coast pogum. We in our family, we we take that coast and we use it for the uh, for the fourth coast. You know, we take. Elio is willing to share with us. Once Shvoch HaMascha is over, you pour, pour it into the you pour other. the Hallel cup yeah. from Koshal Elio? Right. That is interesting. There you go. And what happens to the whole game of shaking the table, the whole Hallel Nirza? I mean, the on. table doesn't shake. It just <laughs> really drips out. He really drank some. I mean, really yeah, I mean come on. Uh, the whole thing is to, you know, is to see who can stay awake by watching, uh, the, by watching the cup go lower and lower. Uh, we're changing a lot of customs here through, yep. these, through this discussion, I must say. Um, once somebody uh, carries a bottle of wine, I mean, this is really any Friday night, but they said it's more likely to happen during the Seder. Someone carries a bottle of wine to your house, obviously uh, in an area where there's no Eruv. Uh, once it's in your house, it's in your house. Right? You don't have to worry about the fact that it was brought there under, under non-halachic circumstances. I'm not so I sure. Well, interesting... Let's leave that one for Rabbi Gerstin. Could it be Someone Rabbi brings to you something outside the Eruv or outside the Tchum. Yeah. Got a problem. And they've I, now I brought say. into your home. Would you, would you not use it for that reason? Yeah, I don't know if it's from outside the tchum. I think I think um, once it's brought into your house, um, then it's not a problem anymore. You can't move it outside the Dalanamas. Jay breathing a sigh of relief. Um, <laughs> I had an interesting question that I actually asked Rabbi Schoenfeld, and I just discussed it with my daughter and and my wife last night. If someone is going to come to you that is not religious, on the Seder night, mm. you would think, I thought initially that you should suggest that they come the second Seder because it leads into, and Rabbi Schoenfeld told me, no, you, have to, you should suggest they come the first Seder because they could, they could travel on not Yontif to get there. Okay. Even though you might know that they're going to leave afterwards anyway, that's not, you're not telling them to come. But if you tell them ah, on the second night, right. then they're literally, you're telling them to travel on Shabbos. Right, that's correct. Very good, very good. That's a prominent rabbi. <laughs> that is a prominent rabbi, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Listener JM wants to know, can you repeat the almond milk answer? They were in shul. What do we say about almond milk? Yeah, in the, in the OU Pesach guide on page oh, 101, there's a list of almond milks that are acceptable for those who need it. It's not meant for just, they don't have special uh, Pesach certification, um, but you know things like almond breeze, almond breeze unsweetened, almond sense. There's a whole list here about 12 uh, different almond 
um, that, different almond milks, which are acceptable for, for those who are ill or other reasons why they need them. Uh, listener Tamara wants to know, are there any kosher fiber supplements? What do our friends from J Drugs say about that? Well, the pills, uh, like the Fibercon pills, will be all right, but like the fiber bars um, are not. Uh, the Miralax is fine. Uh, the Metamucils are fine. Uh, you know, considered kidneyos, so it keep it separate, but uh, you were able to be able to use it. Can Metam- all Metamucils considered kidneyos? Now it is. Yeah. Really? The flavored ones. The, the, the coarse milled plain regular is not, but the regular, but the other ones are now. And the ones within wafers are... No, uh, not talking about wafers. The wafers are chametz, you know, uh, mamish, but... Uh, I was just reading, reading but about the met- Metamucils have... That, uh, uh, the oh, original, yeah. original Metamucil is fine, but the flavored ones have uh, kidneys in it. Right. Can all deodorants be used on Pesach? Yes, they're fine. Rav Moshe, we're in Rav Moshe's territory. Rav Moshe actually did feel that if it contained chametz, a spray deodorant... Uh, he felt that it is problematic. I know the OU actually does not go along with it. It's true. But Rav Moshe, I was in the Shir by Rav Shimon Eidol Vashalom, and he said that name of Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe had a whole cheshman, you know, not... Because of the liquid in the, uh, in the yeah, spray deodorant. So, but, but most deodorants are made with isopropyl or denaturized uh, alcohol, which in either case is not royal achil. But Rav Moshe felt if the alcohol itself, let's say ethyl, that was drinkable, he felt you cannot use that for the deodorant. Most posts can... Do not go that direction. Jay? I just got a reminder that uh, for those people who are actually going to have a, uh, what do you call it, for their newborn son. Shalom Zachar. Shalom Zachar. For Shalom newborn Zachar. Son, to be, we have to be something called, Hebrew. even though there's no beer, we have something called Appalachian Cider, which is a light beer that's yeah, OUP. Really? That's, you know, according to everybody, delicious. Hey, and, bring and, on that Shalom All right, Zachar. let's go to the Shalom Zachar. I like that. What brand of prenatal vitamins are okay for Pesach? Listener Aliza asks on our app. We go to the Burnbaums. Give me a name or two if you have it. Uh, Nest tabs would be fine. Um, uh, actually, um, Zalas came out with a whole thing saying that their stuff is, uh, there's no chametz in any of their uh, products and it's just, um, you know, it's a kidneyous and if you're taking it for health reasons, so for, for instance, a prenatal vitamin, uh, which you would need. Um, and should take for the folic acid, etc., uh, would be permissible. Um, xylitol, does it need a special certification? Listener Sandy asks. What do you think? With an X, xylitol. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Let's put it this way. There's a chance I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> is it a medication or a sweetener? What is it? Oh, it's a sweetener? sweetener, yeah. So what do we know oh. about that? Do we know anything about sweeteners or peso? I don't know. Oftentimes, the sweeteners have in them, um, there's added additives. You know, they put it, there's like a starch mixture mixed with it or something to, to give it some more body because the amount of sweetener that you really have in there is so tiny. So I don't know in the case of xylitol, what else is being mixed in with it. So I mean, xylitol, I think, comes from wood. But um, I'm asked also a lot about stevia, right. truvia. Yeah, so stevia, I think, is, it has an issue that they, it's, it's an extract and they use alcohol to extract it from the leaf. And that alcohol could be chametz. We don't, you know, it's not, it's not certified for pesos, so we don't know. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Hello, you're live on the... Oh, hello. Hi. <laughs> I got to learn how to use this phone system. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Listener A, Nachum and NachumSiegel.com, asks the following. Thank you for this program, as always. We live in Israel. We're traveling to New York for Pesach. Is there a baby formula 
kosher Pesach. Here in Israel, we get formula. It's kidney oat. What can I find in the United States? Well, you have the same situation here. It's kidneyos, and um, you just have to keep it separate, the bottle separate. Don't wash it with your Pesach stuff, and uh, keep it uh, separated, but uh, it's only kidneyos at that point. Also, they ask, is there a children's Tylenol or ibuprofen that's kosher Pesach? Uh, the ch- uh, children's tunnel liquid is, has no problem, and the ibuprofens and the Motrin liquids are no problem. Rabbi Gersten? Yeah, in the OU guide on page 100, there's a list of about 50 different infant formulas that are only kidneyous and are acceptable for Pesach. Um, the OU guide is online, correct? Go to OU.org? Uh, yeah, or, or OUPassover.org. OUPassover.org. And today, if somebody would want to ask a question, they could do it via email, right? They could they find can, it on the site? They can send emails to uh, kosherq at OU.org, or they can call the OU hotline. Uh, that's uh, 212-613-8241, and they're uh, available all day to answer questions. 613-8241. That's a 212 number, 212-613-8241 at the OU. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. There's something, uh, Baum's Almond Flour. It has OU on it, but doesn't have OUP. Can you use that? No. Yeah, we would not recommend if it's a flour... Uh, to use it for Pesach. It's almond. It has... It's made from almond. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. What because... could be the issue with that? Well, just because it's um, it's milled. You know, what else is being uh-huh. milled on the same equipment? Oh, sorry, Gerson. Was there a problem with with the mailing this year with OU guides? I don't know. I'm, I'm not aware. I don't know. That. Okay, thank you. Uh, lastly, this listener asked, the baby gets iron drops every day. Do you need a special hechsha for Pesach for that? Uh, no, you do not. Um, By the way, if they want to ask a drug question, good point. Go ahead, Larry. Uh, jdrugsrx at gmail dot com dot com. Jdrugsrx at gmail dot com. J and it's it's a letter J. Jdrugsrx at gmail dot com. Jdrugsrx at gmail dot com. Or, or jdrugs at gmail is also fine. Oh, jdrugs uh, at gmail. gmail. Right, I get that one special. Jdrugs at gmail dot com. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I was curious if there's a protein powder supplement that's kosher Protein supplement? Anybody? We're going to check on that as, uh, just hang on a second, we'll have that for you in a minute. Someone has a non-Pesach question. They claim there's a salad dressing OU certified by Kraft that now has lost the OU. Is there a way to getting it back? Do you have any idea what the story is with Kraft and salad dressing? No, but you, they could call the OU hotline. And they could ask about it. Um, then they'll they'll forward the question to the right department. You should ask after Pesach seriously because that, that hotline that was is right. They're inundated. Right? Inundated as is for Pesach. Listener YR on the app. Children's chewable Tylenol and Motrin. Larry, Ronnie. Well, we're not sure which company that is, uh, but uh, you know. Well, it is Tylenol. They say chewable Tylenol, Tylenol and Motrin. By the way, a lot of those food, um, supplements, you know, that they uh, the powdered supplements that they use for the, you know. Uh, exercising things that have like wheat germ and wheat extract and stuff like that in there as part of their uh, formula. So uh, you really got to look at the ingredients before uh, taking it on Pesach. We're trying to get to everything, folks. I know there are a lot of people who've written via email, which we are getting to. In reference to Tums, there is a book that has a list of flavors that one may use that are permissible as a heartburn medication, but not as a supplement. So um, Just in regarding the the proteins, I would also add that uh, something like whey protein, even if it's just pure whey protein, uh, just like cheese has to be kosher pesach because of the um, the rennet that's put in, could be um, actually is often made from chametz. That same 
the whey is the byproduct of that same cheese making. So people should be careful not to assume that it's just whey. What could be wrong? No, whey could be chametz because of the rennet that's put in to make the cheese. All right, we're almost at 9 o'clock. Rabbi Schoenfeld, I'm going to ask, since you're the leader of this panel, maybe we can uh, indulge everybody to stay a few extra minutes. We can get to more questions. You know, now that we're an independent network, we get to do whatever we want. I actually was wondering about that. Yeah, we could do it every day. Yeah, neck, we could stay here all day as far yeah. as I, And look at Jay. He wants to stay here all day. Jay, take it away with the uh, low in sugar and the different things people need to know if they have restrictions when it comes to drinking okay, so wine first and of all, sugar and so alcohol. First of all, you should always ask your doctor before right. you imbibe. But uh, people who need low in sugar, you can have uh, Concord Cal, uh, Blush Concord. My rabbi just mentioned to me last night, he doesn't want Concord Cal because it's just too low. Or, or, or Cream Malaga because it's just too low at 3.5% or whatever. So there is... Uh, uh, blush Concord, which is 7%, and there's uh, Cream Red Concord, which is 9%. Uh, and again, just as with the grape juice, the wine is also in the 1.5 liter bottle, mm. is not mavushal according to all. And so if you being <clears throat> if you want to be machmer for something that's not mavushal, but of course, make sure you have your saramashkin there if you have people that are not uh, observant so that... Uh, so that uh, you know you don't embarrass anybody and everybody's poured properly and in a kosher fashion. Very good. And um, otherwise, ask your rabbi and also feel free. You, you'd actually you have an email address people could actually ask you directly about yes, specific um, brands, right? Yes, uh, the letter J Booksbaum B U C H S B A U M at Kedem dot com. The letter J Booksbaum B U C H S B A U M at Kedem dot com. All right, check that out. And uh, also, if I may. There's a, you know, people want to know what do you do for Kiddush, meaning, you know, Shabbos morning, a lot of people use schnapps. Right. There is a whole line of schnapps that are schnapps. I mean, I quote schnapps, but there's cognac. And by the way, from a halachic standpoint, I, I will defer to the rabbis, but I understand it very clearly. Even though cognac is a wine-based product, because it's distilled, it is shahakol, not bori priyagofen. And you don't have to also worry about it in terms of other people touching it or, or pouring it as I understand it. Uh, and then there's vodka and there's um, fig brandy. There's all kinds of and there's all What's kinds the of What's the brand of vodka? What is it? What brand is oh, it? Oh, there's Kedem vodka. Oh, there's a Kedem vodka? And there's a 209 vodka, which is nice. very, very high quality. Just as And everything Kedem. you just mentioned are available in this area? Yes. All right, so check those out, everybody. That'll be helpful when it comes to Kiddush in the morning on Yuntif. And uh, this That's is a, right, yeah. a really good opportunity for me to say thank you to the Kedem Wine Corporation because uh, once we did become an independent network, and uh, we were able to provide programming 24 hours a day. Kedem went ahead and made sure to back and sponsor our Erev Shabbos show, which is pretty remarkable, plus the Erev Shabbos music mix, which is one of the most popular things we have. And this Friday, by the way, trust me, if you want your house filled with amazing Erev Pesach music this Friday, keep us on all day, and that's all courtesy of Kedem. So thank you to Yaichi and Jay and everybody who's responsible for it. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Good morning, Malcolm. How are you? Baruch Hashem. Excellent. I have two questions. One is for our good friend, the Burnbounds. <laughs> yeah, Miriam Wallach. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Good. Um, I figured I couldn't be there. I might as well call it. Um, I apologize if this question has been asked already, but the options for melatonin for children. Mm, anything for Pesach? Well, I would suggest that, you know, if you're using it for children to help them sleep, I would suggest that you use it. Okay. Also, also, Miriam, Maxi Health came out with a whole list of kosher Pesach products, and some of them are, 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 would probably fall into that category. If you call me in the pharmacy later, I'll give you the list of them. But I know that Maxi Health also 
came out with a, a list of kosher Pesach products. I have the best and way to get them your, for relaxing. I have the best way to get your kids to go to sleep. It's called a long, long seder. What's your second question? <laughs> I, Malcolm, I thought you were going to suggest Arba Kosot all four nights, but okay. Um, my second question is for our friends from the OU: Is the is the kazayas for a gluten free for gluten free matzahs the same as regular matzahs? Oh, I'm so glad you asked this. Go ahead, Rabbi. By gluten-free, you're referring to oat matzahs, I, I assume? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's the same size. But what is that size, Rabbi Gersten? Because you know there's well, a chart in exactly, the OU booklet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a chart in the OU booklet that has a really large requirement. Look at this on Facebook Live. A very large requirement for matzah. A prominent rabbi said to me yesterday, Rabbi Gersten, that especially at my age, I could go with the traditional size of a kazayas. An olive would be about how large? In the time of the Talmud, how large was an olive? You could show me with your fingers. What do you think about well, how large was an olive? Well, an olive is half the size of an egg. That's huh. the traditional so size. If, of if it. So if one would even have double that shear, they would have nothing close to this to what's described on this page. You agree with that, right? It's a little bit. Yeah, maybe we take a little bit, uh, you know. <laughs> You know, I was at a sheer yes. um, a panel discussion. One of the presenters was uh, Rabbi Ari Leibowitz of uh, uh, the Five Towns. Um, and uh, he said, interestingly, uh, in the name, I think, of Rav Herschel Schechter, uh, that the, it's about the size of a palm, because I is about the size of a human palm. Right. And then he said that Rav Schechter quoted his father-in-law. Right. Uh, I think it was his father, maybe his father-in-law's father. I think it was his father-in-law. Rabbi Schechter was married to a Shapiro. And uh, he, um, he says that he was by Rav Shimon Shkup, right. right? the great Shimon, sure. Rav Shimon Shkup, and he said that he used an average size matzah and made four kazesim out of it. So, uh, so how did we get to this well, point? The, 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 the minig or the halacha really is that a person should eat a double kazayas from, from the mozi matzah. So that's why we have the larger, so that would be really two kazesim. So two palms, which really is not hmm. all that much larger than what we... Okay. And then for the korach, we eat one kazayas, right. and that's why you have the smaller, the smaller size. If a person has... Even my palm is a little, little smaller right. than that, but okay. So if a I person has a saying. difficult time eating the larger amount, right. then they can eat the one kazayas, and that's... And what about those very thin matzahs? What's the... Uh... Yeah, any difference when it's really thin? Does it matter? You have to eat more of them, or... I mean, every, every matzah is going to be a little bit different thickness. If you right. have a shmur matzah, you know, the hand matzahs, they're all... But this is an average size that they try to use. But, uh, yeah, if you can use, ex, uh, you know, extra thin matzahs, then you should eat a little bit larger piece. You know what my preference is? Rabbi Schoenfeld, you ready for this one? Yeah. Burnt matzah. Burnt I like the matzah. burnt matzahs. If I, if I open a box and there's one matzah that really, you know, stayed in that oven a little too long, I'm very happy. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, my, that's my thing, as they say. Hi, you're live on the air. Good morning. Hi, you're live. Go ahead. Hi, I'm calling. Uh, the OU guide this year does not have any artichokes mm. um, listed for Pesach, nor are they on the Kitneos list. But the stores in Brooklyn are selling the Galil frozen artichoke bottoms, which are labeled with an OU, but have an Israeli hechsher that are Kashul Pesach Lochle Kitneos. And I was wondering, are they Kitneos? Are they not Kitneos? Can you use them if you just wash them off? What's the status? Great question. Um, I mean, Eretz as well, they have different minhagim as to what's considered kidneys that we don't follow here in America. Uh, for instance, in Eretz Israel, I, I believe many people are makbin on, on pumpkin seeds, okay, that they consider that to be kidneys. Because again, like we mentioned before, seeds, people put them all in, you know, in the same category. 
uh, as opposed to in America, we say, you know, it comes from a pumpkin. You know, you could eat pumpkin on, on uh, Pesach, and therefore the seeds inside of it are just, you know, they're not, they're not separate entity. So pumpkin seeds are okay? Yeah, in America, the minig is that we would not consider that to be kidneys, yeah. but in Eretz Yisrael, so a lot of things have to do with minhagim. So in Eretz Yisrael, it could be that the people over there are not familiar with these, uh, with the artichokes, and they consider it to be kidneys. Um, I've never heard in America that we consider it to be kidneys, artichokes. So I, I, you know, I don't think that the artichokes are kidneys. I've never heard of them being kidneys. There is a, a larger issue with artichokes in that you have problems with uh, toloyim, you know, bug infested, worm infected, etc. So the hashkacha uh, that the OU gives to uh, produced um, artichoke, canned or jarred, is is a bit limited. It, it could be that's why it's the you don't find it in the OU directory because it's it's so limited to begin with. And then to find it for Pesach, maybe they just don't have it under them. But if I would say if you find it with a reliable hashgacha, <coughs> it should be all right. You and it's just the bottom. Like the leaves are all cut off and everything. It's just the heart of the artichoke. And it has an OU on the package, but it's, it's not, you know what I'm saying? Do you have to like wash it off and then you could use it? Or well, are they, is it com- is canned or jarred? Or what, it's what frozen. Is it? Oh, it's frozen. Frozen artichoke bottom. So often the OU has a problem with a lot of frozen vegetables in that it's made on the same line as pasta products. Years back, you can get frozen broccoli, uh, frozen cauliflower without a problem, just a plain OU, the OU would recommend. Um, but now, then they discovered in later years there was a lot of frozen <clears throat> pasta made on the same line. It could be. It wow. could be that that's what's happening with the artichoke, too. But then again, if you can find it with a reliable OU or, or reliable certification for Pesach, it really should not be an issue. It's not, it's not kidneys, to my knowledge. Thank you for the question. Herbert Gersten, earlier about the almond flour, you said not to use it, correct? Yeah, I mean, unless it has a special Pesach right. certification. I mean, Someone said that because they found an almond flour with an OU, but that doesn't matter if it's not OUP. Um, frozen fruit, mangoes that have a hechsher but are not specifically kosher of Pesach, or berries that have a hechsher but are not specifically kosher of Pesach. What do we say about those? Yeah, if it's just a, a, a frozen... Just a frozen, let's say frozen strawberries or something like that. It's fine. You know, there's nothing added to them. Uh, Metamucil, you mentioned it earlier, Larry. Uh, we should mention it again because now people, there are other people who are tuning in, and I think this is news for a lot of people, except for the original, except for the classic. People have to be very careful when it comes to the flavored ones, correct? Uh, right? Yes, yes. So Metamucil, assume the flavored ones are now kidneys. Yes. All right. And the regular. Go with the course, the original, and uh, you'll be fine. If anybody from our panel has to leave, I fully understand, as do our listeners watching from around the world. I apologize, but we're going to try to get to as many of these as possible in the next few minutes. Listerine breath strips. What do we say now about Listerine breath strips for Pesach? Well, we were discussing that beforehand, um, and what uh, what we can tell the general public. Rabbis, what will we tell the general public? What I tell people who call me about that, uh, and, um, I tell people to call the Chaf K. Now, the Chaf K used to give a hashgacha on Listerine throughout the year on the strips. Uh, they no longer do. I, I, but our information is limited. I, I really think that you should uh, call the Chaf K, see what they have to say about it. Um, they're based in, if you don't have the number, I don't know it offhand, uh, but you, they're based in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, we just got a uh, communique from somebody who took this off the internet, off of the OU's um, uh, um, Pesach magazine, Pesach booklet. So we had mentioned that Glicks has a Glicks company, right? They, they have a bunch of, of frozen fruit that are acceptable. They have a vegetable, and the only vegetable listed is artichoke as acceptable. So that may answer that question from earlier, right? In terms of- Sorry, where's that list from? 
Is that list from the OU? Uh, it was texted to us moments ago. Hot off the press. Breaking news. Phillips laxative caplets. What do the folks at J Drug say about that? They would be fine. Okay. Can those who eat Rice Krispies on Pesach eat Fruity Pebbles? <laughs> if you're from the Sephardic community. Brand name Fruity Pebbles? Yeah. We need to know. Well, you know, it, <laughs> I need it's, to know. It's a, I, this is one thing I don't understand. Yeah. I've heard about a lot of Sephardim say it does not have kitten. It has kitten yelt. It's okay for Sephardim. You know, it doesn't work that way because for, for Ashkenazim, just because it seems to be chametz free doesn't mean you can have it without a hashkacha because you never know, like Rabbi Gersten has been oh, saying. Oh, without a special Pesach hashkacha. Yeah, got because it, you it. never know the alcohols, anything, right. what lines it was made on, right. okay. myriad amount of problems. Very good point. We just like, you know, we just like that whole tidbit of information that there are people in our community that can eat certain things that we can't eat. This is true. And they cannot eat a lot of things that we can eat too. There's a lot, you know, very Makhbud and Yash on the very Makhbud and Beit Yosef Shrita. Bishal Akum. If you're going to go Sephardi, they way, you can't walk go. into a regular kosher restaurant and order a steak. If they're going to be no. serious about what they do, they have to first make sure it meets to their standards of of, of Bishal Yisrael, and it's 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 in a, in a, in a, I don't want to call it higher, but a much more demanding level than uh, for Ashkenazim. You know what someone told me, by the way, when uh, when Nair Yisrael and the great Rabbi Newberger of blessed memory brought all those boys from Iran. Remember, there was a whole contingent from Iran. First thing they did was uh, be mater neder so they could eat meat. Oh, really? Yeah. He made sure they would do that. That they can eat meat? Because it was a different ashkacha. It was not Beit Yosef. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. Someone told me that story. Okay, interesting. You know what I discovered during that trip to Baltimore many, many, many years ago? Yeah. I met somebody who was born at the exact same time that I was, but on the other side of the world. Oh, really? Yeah, we calculated, but we had the same birthday. Does he have a radio show? Does not have a radio show, uh-huh. no. Did not, did not do any Iranian college radio. He's five foot one. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't that funny? Yeah. What you remember, it's amazing. The human being is incredible. Melatonin can use, we just had that, right, in terms of whether it's kosher or Pesach. Generic pain relievers, uh, do they apply to children's medicine as well? Not sure what that question means. Um, oh. um, most of them are all right. It shouldn't right. be in any issues. Generic brand of uh, chewable gum. It would have to have a special hashgacha uh, for Pesach, right? Sure, definitely. Are there any authorities, listen to this question, I don't think we've ever had this one before. Are there any authorities who say you could take more than 18 minutes to bake a matzah? Um, and is it forbidden for most of us to eat at their home on Pesach? Look, uh, by the way, the reason I, I mentioned this question is because I know who it is who's asking it. It's not a, well, he's asking this as a serious question. Well, technically, as long as you are uh, dealing with the dough, as long as you're continuously kneading the dough, it can go even longer than 18 minutes. Okay. Um, of course, no matzo bakery will right. do that. They all will be, you know, they're all very careful to be less than 18 minutes. So this would really only happen in someone's baking matzo on their own, in their own home, in which case I would not eat by them. Interesting. <laughs> they're baking on matzo in their own house, yeah. Rabbi Gersten, shocking development here this morning. Cilantro, people want to know about. Anybody? What is it? I don't know. Is it a vegetable? It's an herb. It's it's an herb. Herb. Is it a fruit? It's, a, it's like a green herb. It's yeah, I mean, it, it has usually issues with um, with infestation, so you have to be careful that it should be year round. Year round, yeah. Cilantro. Boy, oh boy. I don't think we've ever had this question before, rabbis. Listener Yocheved wants to know on the app. Can one take professional photographs on Cholamoid? I assume she wants to take her family because it's an opportunity since everyone's off from school to go and do the portraits. Can they do it on Cholamoid or not? 
I'll chime in and say yes. Uh, there are some who feel that it's a matter of COSAVE, it's <coughs> your writing, et cetera, but I, I, that's in my humble non-OU, non-Rabbi Gersten opinion. <laughs> Uh, I, I really do not see the problem. It's not, it's not really writing. It's, today it's all digital in any case. I, I do not see a problem with it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I believe that, that uh, someone wrote up uh, different psukim from Rebelsky's, that's all. And that was one of the uh, questions which was, was published a year or two ago in the Halacha Yomis, um, the OU Daily Halacha. Um, the, uh, they, they were putting out different psukim. One of them was this question, can you... Um, have a professional picture taken on Cholamoyed, and I believe the answer the Rebelsky said was that you could. So can you be the prof- can you be the professional photographer on Cholamoyed? Well, that, that's a question altogether. Good question because how much work are you related to do on Cholamoyed? Right. And uh, you know, so you know, you have to. Yeah, that that's a good question, and it relates down as a dove or other. You're losing out on money. You know, it's, that has to be dealt with. You know, Jay Rabbi Schoenfeld's an avid fisherman. You know that. Would you go fishing on Cholmoy? Yes or no? Absolutely. You would. Mm-hmm. A regular Cholmoy trip. A regular Cholmoy trip. An adventure. Take your matzah and cream cheese. But I'm not going to, to a, fi- a Six Flags. You would I... not be going to Six Flags. If I don't go to Six Flags, oh, then you go. Then, then you I go, go fishing. Then I go fishing. Would you invite Jay course, to come along? It's much more dangerous, much more exciting, much more dramatic. <laughs> fishing is. Would you invite Jay to come along on your fishing trip? After all, he'd, pr- he'd provide the wine. You know, he'd provide the wine. Then we all get sick. But, <laughs> But, uh, have you ever invited Jay ever to participate with no, you? No, he's not. A, he's, he's not you interested. Gotta, you have to be serious about. It. He's not a. He's not a no. boatsman like you are. No, no, no. He doesn't hook the boat. <laughs> he doesn't hook the boat to the back of the car and, and shove off he's to the not lake. Uh, Got the fish. Put the bait on. I know him. Do stove grates need to be covered with aluminum foil? I guess it's once you've kosher the oven. You know, you could kosher them either by putting them in the oven, or some people put a blech on top of it and burn it out. Once it's kosher, you don't have to cover it. Mr. Booksbaum, the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet Earth, according to Malcolm Siegel, over the last 30 years. Yeah. Is there a sulfite-free wine that one can use at the Seder? There is a sulfite-free wine from Kedem. It's called uh, Sulfite-Free Natural. Let's see if I can find it here. Meanwhile, Larry and Ronnie is a store-bought, store-bought, I guess they mean a no-frills brand, Miralax, okay for Pesach. Yes, it is. Alrighty. It's called it's called Eshkol Ruby Red. That's the I'm one. not sure how prevalent and how ubiquitous 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 it is. It so may not be around. It may not be around, but uh, if you can find it, that's a good that's a sulfite. Phone number at the OU Kosher all day long two one two six one three eight two four one two one two six one three eight two four one. J Drugs invites you to ask any question whatsoever. By walking into any of their three locations or by writing to them at jdrugs at gmail.com. jdrugs at gmail.com. All of us want to thank Yonina Siegel, who's been writing copiously all through the morning in order to uh, give us both app and Facebook Live comments. The major- it's an amazing, huh? The majority of everything's coming through, of course, in these unique 2018 methods. And a big thank you to Yoni Pollock, who you all met on the way in here. He took care of our Facebook Live and will until we uh, decide to shut the camera a few minutes from now. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I just asked you about fishing. Someone asked, can you fish on Cholamoy? Can you eat the fish that you catch on Cholamoy? You should eat the fish that you catch. So it's not after, that's, uh, you're not fishing for after Yantav. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, hairspray. I checked the ingredients. It has amino acids. Does that make it no good for Pesach? Uh, amino acids are not a problem on Pesach. We have them in our bodies. When and why did soy become kidney oats? 
Is soy kidney? Yeah, soy is a bean, and beans kidney uh, you know means beans. Um, is there an imitation? Oh, that's a good one. Is there an imitation sushi fish that's kosher Pesach? All those brands of imitation, you know, crab, etc. Are any of them kosher Pesach? Anybody know? Have any of those imitation uh, specialty fish are kosher Pesach? What do you mean? Why, why imitation? Why not? Oh, well, because cra- the- real crab is not kosher, Rabbi. No, no, but uh, I'm <laughs> saying, well, what's a tuna? Right? Don't they use tuna for sushi? No, meaning, meaning tuna, when so. you purchase a package of imitation crab, uh-huh. This person wants to know if that no. or any of the other imitation crabs or other imitation non-kosher fish are kosher lapesa. I remember when they had stuff, first started coming out with imitation, so they had this brand called Mendel's Hamisha Crab. <laughs> 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 Mendel's, just like the bubble used to make. <laughs> we, we, have, we have creams for those crabs if they have. <laughs> Jay, could you please list all the items that your mother served on Pesach? Go. Should take about 15 seconds. Go ahead. All I have to do is say one thing. <laughs> everything was boiled. <laughs> so boiled chicken, Nothing. boiled potatoes. I'm telling you, everything was boiled. Borscht. No, I'm talking about for the Sadarm ah, because, you know. It. Right. No roasted anything. No roasted anything. Right. Not in the oven. Everything was boiled. <laughs> the beitza on the kara was roasted. That's Don't. about it. And the zroa. Boy, have we come a long way, baby. Jay claims there were five items served in his house in Williamsburg growing up on Pesach. That's about it. About five items. Plus the uh, kata soda, right? C-O-T-T. Soda. And the katam raspberry syrup. Right. The himbersop the because to you had to, you, had, <laughs> you couldn't drink the Saratoga Vichy water without it. You know, it was so bad. So there are about five products of Pesach. Now, how many do you think we have? Are we in the tens of thousands of products of Pesach? Probably. How many varieties of hand matzo were there when you were growing up? Is there one bakery in the New York area that people yeah, went to? Yeah, it was Shatza and That Sapa was about it? That was about because it. Because today you walk into a supermarket, you know you know what you could do? You could choose from uh, yeah, from God knows how many. There used to be, my father when I was a little kid used to take me down, I think it was to Washington Heights, or maybe here in the Lower East Side, of, of, of the company was named Herbas. Herbers. It was under the Broyers Hashgacha. Hand was matzo. Like no, not, not for hand matzo, for almost all products. There was oh. like one limited company that produced for Pesach. Unbelievable, I'll tell you. Boy, have we come a long way, huh? Um, all right, let me just uh, go through these to see if there's any questions we haven't gotten to. Gaviscan liquid antacid. Have we heard of that one? Uh, the Gaviscan liquid is good. It's, it's, for some reason, the trouble is not. Hmm. That's good to know. Benefiber. It's fine. Um, can you? Here's another cholamoid question, Rabbis. See, the longer we stay on, the better the questions get. Can you go to a paint pottery um, facility on Cholamoid and actually make a vessel, make a, a a piece of pottery and paint it right there on the spot? It's done. I think so. I don't see, I don't see a problem with it. What do we do with animal food? What are we giving our fish this year by Schoenfeld? Uh, f- the same as last year, and actually it's the same container as last Matzo year. Matzo No, the, no, they don't eat kabrachts. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, freeze-dried worm. Freeze-dried worm. Freeze this is what your your dear fish are being resorted to for eight days. They know Pesach comes. It's it's bad season for them. But it's freeze-dried It's actually worms. more than eight days. You started already, right? I started already yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. My wife said, do it today, not the, tomorrow, because tomorrow becomes tomorrow. Rabbi Schoenfeld is aware that in Israel it's a seven-day holiday. In outside of Israel, it's an eight-day holiday. For his fish, it's a fifteen-day holiday. This year, right. it's all a, everybody in Israel too. Oh, that's everybody. right, eight yeah, days in Israel. Except we thought of one thing. We thought, and you'll tell me if I'm right or wrong, that if a Sephardic Jew on Friday, the last day of Pesach in Israel, makes rice, then you 
can eat it on Shabbos. Yeah, that's an old right. Right, yeah, that would be the only yeah, the only right. thing I could think of that. Right. Uh, because they're they're preparing it on a, on they're preparing it for Shabbos. You make an erev tefshilin, right? Right. Pre- everyone makes an erev tefshilin this year on the last day's Pesach. Right, correct. But for them, it's uh, Shabbos. It's not Yantif. Yeah, for the Ashkenazim, it's no longer you don't Pesach. Ask. No, if if someone is in Israel, in Israel. who's oh, an so Ashkenazi. Yeah. That, who lives in Israel? They oh, can, but he does, and he doesn't hold eight days. Yeah, if they live it's in Israel. Like they don't hold eight days. It's not like a traveler. Correct. Well, right. okay, so let's not get into that. It depends which traveler. Can an Ashkenazi <laughs> cook beans on that Friday with an erev tafshilin? Oh, but it's that no, it's, I never it's, thought you know, of. An Ashkenazi should that? be able to cook it on Friday. Well, that's that's a question. Can he be get involved with kidneys on the last day Pesach, even though he's I mean he's doing it expressly for the next day. And I don't know that you're. And the to, only the, the only, only limitation is to eat, eat, right? You can only be, it not might eat. Be muksa for him on the on the last day. Oh, it might be muksa, right? Yeah. It could be muksa on the seventh day, how, so. how would he have it? On, on Shabbos, because Shabbos no, in Israel. No, he would eat it on Shabbos, but you how would he have it on Shabbos? Because you don't have to sell kidneys. You just keep it in your cabinet. Wow, that's a good one. With yeah. all these questions we came up with this morning, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Probably somebody introduced that. I have a silly Shiloh to ask, but right. And you know what uh, was unique for the Siegel family this year, but it, unfortunately it didn't happen. We were going to have um, uh, Gavriel's Bar Mitzvah Parsha Shemini in Israel and then Parsha Shemini here in America, but it didn't work out. Oh. He was going to reach Shemini in Israel oh, oh, they were, they were and reach Shemini. Yeah, they're going to be ahead of us by Parsha. A lot Parsha. of kids are pro- right. And that oh, a lot of kids for sure are learning the wrong Parsha. Yeah. Learning the wrong Parsha for Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're a Bar Mitzvah teacher, look it up now. Right. And beware. To... Shemini is also Machar Chodesh. Beware. Uh-huh. I'm telling you now. Uh-huh. <laughs> that Some of these kids may have a very busy Pesach coming up. <laughs> um, oh, this is a funny one. If you're in the studio, you have to kasha your microphone. Um, sesame seeds are they kidney or not? They're on your list, so I guess they are yeah, kidney. They are. Here. Those Kirkland frozen grade A fancy strawberries. We said, in fact, those should be fine. Yeah, they're fine for Pesach. And Jay, what would you recommend for people who need low alcohol wines? We went through this, but go ahead, please. Uh, Concord Cow, right. cre- uh, Cream Malaga, uh, Cream Red Concord, um, and even uh, let's see, Burgundy. Uh, no, not Burgundy Royale, and. Uh, so those are some of them. Final questions. Lush Concord. Sensodyne. That should be fine in a brand new container, right? Yes. And Tom's of Maine mouthwash, which has an OU. Is fine for Pesach also. And finally, with all the questions we've had this morning that are unlike questions we've had in years past, this one, this is the perfect one to end with. Can one paint a picture on Cholamoid? Not take a picture, but can one paint a picture on Cholamoid with a reminder, of course, that Generally, writing utensils would be considered muksa on cholamoid, correct? Uh, yes. Right, a pencil well, would be considered muksa, except well, it's not really muksa. Yeah, what would be considered? What, what category you don't really would it have muksa on cholamoid? Sukkahs, you have a concept of muksa. The noise sukkah, the decorations right. are, are muksa, okay. but because it's muksa for the mitzvah, but a pencil doesn't become muksa on cholamoid. Um, that's a that's a uh, the painting itself. Rabbi Gersten, what do you say? Rabbi Gersten, what do you, well, you think? Know, if it's a child, then I think it's okay. okay. If it's person, if it's a, if it's a Maisa woman, if someone's an expert, you know, he knows how to paint well, then he probably shouldn't because then that would be the malach of doing it Maisa woman. All right, I'm going to have to put my uh, easel and my, uh, what do you call that thing that you hold the paint on? You know, <laughs> whatever that thing is. A palette. A palette. I'm going to have to put them all away for you, if it seems. Looks like it. Because I don't know if you've ever seen my paintings, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Really? They are high quality. They are. Some of them adorn the walls of these studios. I, I see that. And they are very, very professional and high quality. But I guess this year I'm going to have to take a break. 
Just like I won't eat uh, chametz, I won't eat uh, regular bread for eight days, I will have to not paint for eight days. Yeah. That's how it's going to have to work. No summits, no paint. Well, I want to thank all of our panelists. This has been an amazing morning, and I want to thank everybody who uh, wrote in and who uh, participated via email on the app and Facebook Live, etc. A big hello to our Facebook Live audience. I will ask Ronnie and Larry before they head to the airport to remind us about the three locations of J Drugs and remind everybody about the email address that people can use to ask any question between now and Friday afternoon. Ronnie, Larry? The email address is jdrugsrx at gmail or or, or, j, or jdrugs at gmail or yes and the three locations are obviously the our main location which is on Avenue J and East 12th Street 1205 Avenue J we are taking many many phone calls over the course of last week this week and um, big shout out to our staff they're excellent they take time out of their very very busy days because the pre Pesach uh, scheduling is very intense so thank you very much to all of our staff members on all three locations our other location is 3402 avenue n that's j drugs 2 and kings bay chemist on avenue w and nostrand avenue when you walk into the supermarkets in florida do they also have 10 different hanch muramatsa options down yes, there yes they do it's not <laughs> unique to the new york area no there's plenty of kosher food down there you're sure Oh, yeah. Nothing we could send you down with? You'll have plenty to have down there? Well, well, I'm, Ronnie has a, like, a suitcase full of uh, stuff already uh, prepared, but uh, that's coming down. I wish both of you a Chag Kosher Sameach and thank you, not only for your friendship and support, for being here through this incredible two-hour process of answering all these questions. It's much appreciated, and of course, our listeners are invited to uh, check out you and your staff uh, at J Drugs and ask any question between now and Friday, and we thank you for that. Thank you both very, very You're much. You're very welcome. Thank you once again for doing this wonderful program, and uh, it's it's uh, very enlightening. Appreciate yes, that. We consider ourselves very lucky to be partnered with such wonderful rabbis, and of course, Jay Booksbaum. Right. We've become um, very, very good friends over over the course of these years, and it's 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 a pleasure to um, to be a part of this uh, fabulous program. And of course, without you, Nachum, none of this would be happening. So we give you and Miriam, of course, a very big shout out and thank you. I appreciate that. And the rumor is we might actually be near J Drugs at some point in the very near future. Oh, uh, we'll oh. give out details once we have them. Absolutely. J Booksbaum, you heard what I said earlier about your uh, amazing company, Kedem yeah. Royal Wine. Yep, yep, they they yep, have... Yep. Uh, you're the one who knows the best that we have had an incredible quarter of a century relationship. You know, just like you, this is not only your vocation, it's your avocation. And uh, Kedem feels the same way. I mean, of course, we're in business to sell wine, but we really believe that we're bringing, you know, Simcha to the community that surrounds us, that supports us, and we're very grateful to you and to them and to all. I've said this before, not not to give God forbid an Ayn Hara and not to make a big deal about the business aspect of it, but when you think of how many bottles this Friday night will be on Jewish tables around the world from your company, it is quite significant. Yes. Oh, by the way, you're the perfect person to ask. Sure. Nine people at my Seder. How many right. bottles of grape juice do I need uh, for each Seder? Nine. Seriously? Everyone's going to uh, use an entire bottle? It depends what size, but yeah. On the thin ones, they would use an entire bottle, yeah. right? On the 22-ounce, certainly. Well, all right, let's increase the grape juice order 20-fold. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Jay sells wines, Rabbi Schoenfeld. You see what he does. He tells people you're going to need nine different wines at your Seder. You don't want to be unprepared. But the good thing, of course, is that if we do overbuy, there's no such thing. Every Shabbos, we need your uh, delicious grape juice. We're, we're getting a couple of cases, and it's going to last us for months. Now, you will not be in Florida for Pesach. I will not. I'll you've be decided you'll Baruch be. You've decided you'll be in New Jersey. Yes. And uh, all who are listening are invited to your Seder. Which Absolutely. Is very, very nice of you. Come on, come on. Rabbi Gersten, I thank you very, very much. Oh, thank you. 
I uh, the rumor is in Passaic, New Jersey, that you're among the uh, the great Pesach experts. So uh, I thank you for taking the time to visit us and to give us your expertise. Well, it's our pleasure. My pleasure coming here and to represent the OU. And um, you know, the, at the OU, it's a very busy time, but you know, we always make time <coughs> to join. I want to ask you a sensitive question that some people I think will find interesting. Frankly, are, are things very different now that Rybelski is not there? Is it a very different type of system or operation that you, as a postake or somebody who's concerned about the PSAC that the OU uh, uh, delivers to the community uh, now? You know, well, uh, yes, things have changed there uh, significantly. Um, you know, for you know, in obvious ways, um, the OU has brought in other um, very, very prominent uh, postkim to. Uh, not, I wouldn't say to replace, but to try to bridge the gap uh, that Rebelsky has, uh, the void that Rebelsky has left behind. Um, well, one of those, um, <clears throat> uh, one of them is Russia Weiss. Oh, from Israel. Uh, from Israel. He's yep. amazing. Yeah. Williamsburg boy. Born in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And there's another postic that the OU now uses also with Mordechai Gross from B'nai Brak. Wow. And these two are, you know, very, you know, from the highest uh, caliber of, of postkim. And this is, you know, what we, you know, so now we have this whole panel of, of postkin that the OU has been relying on. Phenomenal. And Rabbi Schoenfeld, I thank you, Young Israel of Kew Gardens Hills. Uh, that's where you will be for the holiday of Pesach. All are invited there as well. That's correct. A lot of people visit Queens during Pesach or not? Uh, you get visitors? Of, guests? We, we get guests, but there's a mass exodus. Really? Mass exodus. People because, going to what, Florida and Pesach program? A little bit. Here and there, they go to this program. A lot of them is just going to, we're, we're at that stage. People are going to their kids. Ah, the kids came to them. Now understood. Going to their kids. So um, it's interesting. And special shout out to Rabbi Mordechai Grunberg. Oh, Rabbi this Grunberg. could not have happened without him. This program would not have happened without Rabbi, Grun- without Rabbi Grunberg. And uh, he's on a flight somewhere. We don't know where, but he essentially lives on planes. So we're assuming he's flying somewhere at this point because he was not able to be in touch with us during the show, which we know if he was able to, he yeah, certainly he would have. have. So a big shout-out to Rabbi Mordechai Grunberg, founder, I would say. Uh, some might argue that, frankly, if you go back to the really early years of JMN, but I would say founder with me of this Pesach Products program. A special shout-out to Yonina Siegel, who's worked very hard over the last two hours. And a thank you to Yoni Pollock on Facebook Live, and I thank everybody watching on Facebook.com slash Nachum Siegel Network. Achenu Israel and Achim Achem are brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the Nachum Siegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And a reminder, Mayor Weingarten with the Israel Show is next. It'll be an abridged, uh, an abridged Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten will be on until 10 o'clock at 10 a.m., Yoni Pollock with after further review, no doubt some Final Four discussion as you'll get his take on what's happening in the world of college basketball. All through today, amazing music. And don't forget, your soundtrack for Erev Pesach, both Thursday night and Friday, is brought to you by Kedem. The soundtrack for Erev Pesach is the amazing Mark Zamek with the Erev Yontov show and our incredible Erev Yontov music mix that you'll hear all through today, Friday. Your soundtrack for Erev Yontov is brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Tomorrow morning, we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. And yes, I am glad we're able to extend today's show. We're an independent network. We can do whatever we want. Let's stress that. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.